This must be. Hey, there you are. What's up, man? Just got done eating. Yeah. Uh, we're waiting on other ones to show up. Hopefully they. There we go. Boom, boom. Yo, <laughs> the squad is back. What's Hello. Good? What? <laughs> Hello. What's good, man? Hi, I'm Paul. I'm Paul. I'm Adam. Welcome back. You're on time as usual. Thank you very much. So, we're going to get this podcast started right away. Hey, we got a long one tonight, boys. So, you know, get ready. But yeah, welcome, welcome, everyone, to the seventh episode of the Orc for Days Clan podcast. I'm your host, Wayne01193. And we're going to have a good one tonight. We got our usual co host, Superfly Manai, Grim Bones, and Navy Man. What's good? You. What up, what up? Hey. I hate you, Adam. So. Adam, <laughs> <laughs> hate me. I just, hey. Hey. I just don't like you. I just don't like you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, dude, I got so much to go through. I thought I was prepared for this. Oh. Yeah, hold on. All this, I got all this stuff coming from like iCloud that I d- took a bunch of screenshots of. Okay, sweet. All right, so um, give me a I mean, Pornhub. That's hilarious. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> we got a bunch of topics at hand. So we're gonna talk about the Forsaken launch trailer, the Gambit trial. Uh, we're gonna talk about the annual pass roadmap and what it entails, uh, and obviously the rest of the conversation of podcast is gonna go towards the 2.0.0 patch from here out. So basically, what we've been experiencing for the past couple of days. All right, so the Forsaken launch trailer. Um, I'll start it off. Uh, man, I freaking loved it. I mean, to be honest with you, Bungie knows knows how to always hype up, hype up the uh, the customer when it comes to uh, or hype up the player. Uh, these trailers definitely get you hyped up i mean we talk about this all the time the uh osiris trailer got us hyped up that that trailer was like the trashiest dlc of of destiny 2 but that trailer was dope but uh the second launch trailer was amazing oh man i was like it got me more emotionally involved than the the cade one I thought this was really good like I, i freaking loved it like the music was nice the oh everything was nice I don't know. I'm just super excited about it. So, like, I know we saw some, uh, I, I always love the freaking, uh, what do you call that? The, um, it's another word for it, but the little cut cinematics that they added to the trailer. Um, I love the fact that, you know, you saw like a bit of the queen there. I mean, like, you saw her arm resting on Aldrin's, you know, arm or something like that. I don't know. I, I enjoyed it all. I like, uh, the fact that Aldrin was going towards the shard of the traveler and I don't know what was going on there. I don't know. The special effects was dope. I mean, I loved it. Case in point, I was like more emotionally involved than ever. All right, Adam, go ahead. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I loved it. Um, I am definitely very, very excited for it. I'll let everyone else talk about it now. <laughs> like, it like hurt his feelings. <laughs> I like the. Uh, I like the. Uh, the conversation that the Guardian had with the Vanguard, you know, that we didn't see, like, oh, my God, I was muted this whole time. Like, I had no idea his mic was muted, but he's finally speaking again. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, I, I thought it was really dope. I think they're – Bungie's definitely delivering, like you're saying, when it comes to the stories and the cinematics, but I just don't – their marketing team needs to get into content, like, gameplay design and they they need to help Bungie 
with the rest of whatever they do at the studios because they crush it every single time. Uh, and I just hope that, you know, the game can deliver because you're right. Osiris trailer was ridiculously like good. And then, you know, Osiris was the biggest letdown. I think he was the biggest letdown in destiny history. Like, such a loser. <laughs> all that mystery and fame and then get this geezer who's just like just another warlock who nobody wants to deal with right, they built him up from destiny one because the trials of osiris you're like dude brother brother vance is this dope like let's see this dude osiris man and he's just a whack dude what about you uh, what about you uh joe what you think man uh yeah i mean i agree with all the stuff that those guys were saying i just you know I'm 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 in the same boat where I'm just kind of biting my tongue. I'm trying to decide whether or not like if this is good, if I'm just going to call it Destiny Three and just disassociate it with the rest of Destiny Two. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean I, I definitely I feel what you're saying on that because uh, yeah, like I feel like we're getting a fresh start. You know, I'm not even really comparing it to the Taken King that we had in Destiny One, which kind of refreshed the sandbox and just the entire game. But uh, I, I believe this is like this will be the best of both worlds. Once the Forsaken comes out, I believe we, we're getting the best of both worlds. Um, people say, you know, we're getting some D1 stuff back that should have been in the game in the first place. I agree, but I'm like, well, we're here now, and I think yeah, they're making some good calls. Once you set the foundation, because we talked about this before, but once you set the foundation, um, keep it that way, and then add cherries on top of that. You know what I'm saying? You don't need to figure. You don't need to like just leave it alone. You know what I'm saying? Like, different, like, sandbox changes in terms of, like, maybe certain weapons happen to be like this. Okay, we could probably switch that a little bit because it was a new introduced weapon and it happens. Like, if there's, like, another Prometheus lens incident where you people get killed in the blink of an eye, then, okay, you could change that. But for the most part, I think they need to – oh, that's my phone. Oops, sorry. They need to keep the sandbox the same. Being friends are done. <laughs> right. <laughs> I always think about the microwave when that goes on. But, uh, yeah, they just need to keep the, the sandbox the same in terms of the time to kill, you know, how everything's going. But we're going to discuss that last, and this is going to be a long podcast. So Hey, really uh, quick, Wayne. I did have one comment. I what's just, up, bro? I forgot about it before. Uh, Zavala is trash after that trailer, and I think Akora is uh, on her way to redemption after um, the very, very beginning of Destiny 2 where she ran away to Io. I think she's uh, – I think she's on her way to a comeback. I agree. You know, she, she's basically talking about scorched earth on the reef, taking every single guardian and just, you know, <laughs> hunting down Aldrin. So I agree. I think she finally, uh, something touched a nerve, you know, the whole Cade. Uh, and she's about to just unleash her warlock fury. I agree. I think I was actually talking to Paul about this earlier. And I was, I was thinking, like, there's, there's a possibility that, that she can just, like, compromise the vanguard in a sense like when i say compromise i mean like maybe switch things up and kind of maybe like lose it and maybe split from the actual vanguard you know role um i mean because we know she was like a total bad mamma jamma back in the day um according to what according to the grimoire but uh yeah i mean um to be honest with you though she was the only one that actually punked out and uh and when gall came i for for, for a minute i thought Zavala went to go high too. He actually went to go to Titan to uh, get more troops. Turns out that was a sham. I mean, not a sham, but it just didn't work because basically everyone was dead or just gone. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know where this chick is coming from. I mean, to be honest with you, I think she was like the, uh, I think Akora was like the most involved NPC in the game, I guess, in Destiny 2 so far, I think. Um, you know, she blew up that Cabal ship. She uh, helped us out in the Curse of Osiris. 
even like when even even during like Warmind DLC where Zavala was supposed to, you know, be the NPC to come on in and, you know, he barely did anything. He actually was just more annoying. He was like kind of like the teacher you would just ignore because he kept telling you to spit out your gum, but you kept chewing your gum in class. I don't know. It's kind of kind of annoying. Sounds like a Titan. <sighs> you know, Paul wanna be one of me, dude. He's taking me out. <laughs> all, all I heard from Paul was that he wants to get slapped in the face. I mean, I fought Paul in a crucible before and he won a couple times, but <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna stop, yo. I mean we can keep going, bro. Um, <laughs> all right, so we're gonna talk about the Gambit trial that came, I think actually not too long ago. So I think Gambit is still going on. So the Gambit 24-hour trial that uh, came in on September 1st. Uh, I, oh, dude. It ended this, this morning. Game, this morning, yes. Uh, you said it ended this morning? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that, well, that's 24 hours. You're right. Um, yes. But uh, uh, I freaking, I loved it. It was exactly what I thought it would be and a little more. Um, there's definitely more uh, strategy involved. I mean, you can't really just do what you want. But I think it's really fun. Um, you definitely need a four-man team. And for those, for us listeners, um, I think, again, for those who don't know what Gambit is, Gambit is a 4v4 um, PvE mixed with PvP uh, combat, where basically you guys start off in your own separate arena. Uh, you kill a bunch of enemies, and they drop these motes of darkness, per se. But they're just called, let's call them motes. And uh, you get X amount of motes, and you, you, got, you have, like, a bank to deposit them in. And you, de- if you deposit, you know, between five and fifteen, um, you actually will summon a blocker on the on your on, on the opponent's side, and that blocker is just simply like another enemy um, that will prevent them from depositing, you know, their banks. That, that the whole goal of it is to deposit X amount of moats in your bank so you can summon your prime evil, aka a big boss. And um, between all this, while you're, you know, you can actually c- can invade your teammates and stop them from, you know, doing their objectives. And there's a lot of tactical ways of doing it, not just, you know, running and gunning. And uh, it's definitely PvP friendly. Adam kept ticking me off, you know, yesterday. Oh, my God. Kept walking in front of me. Um, we had the same I, job. I don't know why I was I in your way instead of you being in my way. I know. I know. I'm, just, I'm just busting your balls. I know. <laughs> I just don't like you. Um, but... Um, <laughs> I had a good time, though, for real. It was really good. Like, you know, we had different kind of jobs. Just like Navy Man said, we had, you know, X, Y, Z. So me and him, we were collecting moats so we can continue to deposit and deposit and deposit. And then, you know, Paul, for example, was just basically just entering the uh, the opponent's arena and just, you know, stopping them from doing their objective or their job. But it was a good time. I mean, but I, I got to say, you definitely need um, you definitely need a four-man team. At least that's the four-man team. But four-man team is, I think, mandatory. Otherwise, you will have a hard time you know you need to communicate and i think one thing i did not like about um one thing i didn't like about gambit was how the moats would poop out of enemies when you would kill them it wouldn't just drop straight to the ground or you know what i mean it's like you almost had to search for it so like if you got real close to like an enemy npc you would shoot them and kill them the moat would poop out their head or something and it it would just go in, in like some weird direction when you thought you already had it so i don't know i mean a little bit of a time waster but it's more of a pet peeve then. I mean, if they decide to still, to still keep that, I don't really care. Uh, Joe, what do you think about Gambit? I think you played it, right? Yeah, I played one game because um, that's all I had time for before, like, the reset because I was doing other stuff this weekend. But uh, I thought it was pretty cool, um, you know, like, people coming in and invading and kind of throwing you off. 
uh, you really had to get that like boss out to like kill him. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was interesting. It was it was kind of a long. It was it took a lot longer than I thought it would. I guess. Um, to uh to pull the big boss out, I thought it'd be like quicker, and the boss would probably like linger a lot more. But I don't know. It was interesting to say the least. Uh, I had a good time, and uh, I just wish I could have played more this weekend. The dude's voice was kind of interesting too. Hey, brother, I'm gonna try some of these demons. Come on, yeah, hit them. Yeah, okay, brother. Like, what is this dude <laughs> like? All right, man. This is like a weird drifter stoner dude. Like. I didn't know how to handle that dude's voice. It's like, oh, come on, bring that prime evil out. Yeah, there he is. Like, okay, dude. Like... I actually, <laughs> I actually liked him. I liked, I liked some of his comments. I, I was do, I was editing some of y'all's clips, and uh, I just love how excited you got. He's like, woo! I was like, dang, bro, chill out. He's like louder than Shaq's. Yeah, he was definitely from like the trailer park of the reef or something for sure. <laughs> like selling some drugs. Hey, I got some ether seeds. You want them? <laughs> oh shoot all right paulo what you think about the gambit man um so basically i mean it's definitely unique uh i had a lot of fun doing it uh let's see what i have in my little note right here well i mean first off i mean we only got one map and the two enemy factions um so we are going to get three additional maps and the other two factions vex and i don't know if it was either the scorn or the taken just the taken in general but uh, I'm excited to mix it up because I think that the weapon loadouts will definitely change that way. Even though, as we know, Sleeper was like the winner of the weekend, at least for, you know, that heavy weapon slot. Um, Callouts were huge. Uh, we were all kind of, when at least my first couple games, you know, just knowing that you need to call out the trees, the runes, or the beach, and like specifically kind of like where they were at uh, when you had your invaders coming in. That, that made a big... Like, we were like, oh, he's, he's over there. He's, he's, he's behind me, you know. It's like, well, where are you, you know? like. So, I mean, call-outs definitely got to get better. Uh, I could see this being super competitive um, when the tier kind of – when you, like, kind of level up in the tier system. Um, and then, additionally, I think they're going to have their own clan engram from, like, Hawthorne or whoever's going to be running that piece moving forward. But, overall, I had a lot of fun. Um it definitely, as Joe was saying, it was different than what I expected. Like, I almost feel like it was a little bit harder than I expected. Um, you really had to work together as a team. I feel like, you know, um, it wasn't bad, but I, I think, you know, there's a lot of room for improvement. Oh, and light and uh, power enabled. So, like, something I didn't know until I was, like, done playing. When you are invading or someone is invading you in that PvP aspect, that's all, like, power-enabled. Like, so if they're 305 and you're 385, you're just going to destroy them. Oh, I completely forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. So when it comes to PvP, they actually, like, adjusted it to where, yeah, you're, you're right, power does matter. I completely forgot about that, yeah. I think one thing I forgot to mention, like... um when you're invaded, it's it's pivotal that you actually engage in the fight. You can't hide because he can see you. Like he knows where you are and how many moats you have. And I think along with that, that's where the strategic play comes in comes in uh, comes in because uh, if you get killed holding a bunch of moats, then those moats just disappear, and you gotta recollect more moats, and that's more time that you waste. So yeah, uh, from what I've learned, I mean, I was gonna say like initially like my, my initial instinct was just to hide like oh you can't see me but i'm i forgot 
like I invaded other worlds at times and I see, I know where everyone is. I mean, it's right there. Like it's right, right. They let you know where you are. So like, you have to engage. Like, I think your best bot, your best bet, I guess this to funnel into a choke point. But I think maybe that's not so smart either because if someone comes in with a super, then you have really have nowhere to go. You're in a choke point, you know? So I don't know. I think it just depends. Uh, you know, I'm not sure if they even have, you know, supers like, uh, you know, shown uh, in the hood or anything. Not really sure. Well, Adam, what do you think, man? What's your opinion? I'm dying to hear. <laughs> Why are you dying to hear mine? No, I, I liked it a lot. Um, it reminded me a little bit. I mean, obviously, I know it wasn't Prisoner of Elders, but just kind of a different, just a different mode. So it was very exciting just to have a different um, kind of something else to do besides, uh, you know, just straight up PvP or just strikes or like raid type material. And I liked it better than, you know, like as much as Escalation Protocol is fun. The fact that it's trying to actually get like a server together and all that fun stuff to actually get it to be feasible is just so frustrating that it's nice that this you can just kind of just literally just click it and hop on in. Um, and again, the fact that it is that combo of, like I said, we're saying what PvPVE is, I guess, the yeah. new like thing of what it is. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, it was a lot of fun. And yeah, I'm looking forward to especially once like bows and some of the other new weapons and supers and things start coming out. It's going to be uh, really interesting to see kind of the dynamic of how it all works. Um, I just think that they really have to have uh, good gear from it. So like it's, I think people are going to really stop playing it if there's not any got like the rewards you get from it are not really worthwhile because like you're saying it does take a very long time to finish it's not like you can just hop in a match and be done in a couple minutes uh it takes you know 10 to 20 minutes um so they got to make the stuff you know dropping from it worthwhile or i think people are going to kind of just stop playing it after uh, a couple weeks yeah um i agree uh you have a very good point i mean let's be honest as much as I love playing this game mode, I mean, if there's no no carrot, then I will lose all incentive to keep playing. Uh, my desire to play just for the sake of the experience will die quick. I mean, I had a good time. I mean, y'all heard how loud I was being. I was getting real excited. You know, when we lost, when we won, when we won, I was super excited. But uh, I, I kind of, you know, got bored because I'm like, oh well, I'm not. I'm kind of doing this for nothing. No, I mean, I had a good time, but like, I, I wanted a reward. You know what I mean? Um, it's a combination, the experience, and then also the reward you get out of it. And um, I mean, it's not always all the time, but for this specifically, since it's like so strenuous, <laughs> it can be. I don't know. It's just like it's so intense. Um, you're constantly like looking for, you know, PVE enemies and then PVP enemies. You got to worry about that. And I don't know. It's just uh, working. We're, we're all working together as a big, you know, machine. But yeah, no, you're right, Adam. Hopefully, they have some rewards that drop that are, I guess, conducive to keep to keeping you involved in that specific game mode. Well, I think they will too. I think the loot pool is supposed to be pretty good um, from the Drifter himself, and then he even has the hand cannon that apparently is supposed. To, that's what everybody's calling the mini uh, last word, where it's like a 180 rate of fire hand cannon, and I think the one that they show off has like full auto. And it's supposed to just like be the Ooh. closest thing to it in Destiny Two, anyway. Um, but that's why everybody's also trying to make the reference that the Drifter is actually like Shin Malfour, and he's like, I don't know, because he's the closest with the uh, kind of with the uh, weapons of sorrow and things like that. 
Actually, no, yeah. So he actually is, he's not he's not Shimal Fur, but he's the shadow of Yor, supposedly. Um, like he's like because uh, Shimal Fur had other followers, and they were they were they were called the shadows of Yor. No, 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 that was, so, that was Drake and Yor. Shimal Fur actually killed him. He's the last known wielder of the last word. Oh, my fault. So, well, I mean, I, I meant to say, he. I meant to say, my fault. So, this dude is supposed to be the shadow of Yor, like the one of the followers of Dragon Yor. Excuse me. Um, I mean, it's so weird, like. When you hear some of his dialogue, it's kind of creepy. Besides that, you know the <laughs> the 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 hillbilly kind of redneck kind of talk or sound that Joe said, but uh, it was really uh, it was really creepy. Like you know, he like he's talking about embracing the darkness. You know, when you I don't know if you notice when you actually go through uh, and try to invade, he said this is what the Taken feel like, reveling. In it. You know, he's like so you think about it. Like I, I didn't think about I, I didn't really notice at first. When I went through, my intention was to like shoot some enemies to get them out my way, but they, you were basically were taken, you know, you had oh, that yeah. taken energy around you, yeah, and uh, you realize this, like, he's 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 messing with a lot of taken energy and experimentation. You know, we talked about like how the moats, we have moats of light, and these are actually moats of darkness. So back in Destiny One, we think about it now, moats of light were circular shaped, um, and and they had light in them. These moats are triangle, and they have darkness in them, and I think that's definitely intentional. You know, so I think there's a definitely definitely some dark about this character, and even like there was a small tiny cutscene in the Vidoc where like this dude looked like he was caught off guard. He's like, oh, like he's like he was doing something he shouldn't have been doing, but you know, then again, you know, uh, we don't know. But uh, well, I mean, that, yeah, and, no. you know, again, that makes sense because the exotic weapon, the uh, hand cannon, yeah, the. I can't say its name, like Maleficent or whatever it is, Malfeasant. Yeah, Malfeasant. That's where you yeah. get it is through Gambit. So that's where you'll, you'll have to acquire it. Oh, I'm excited then. I'm going to be grinding that hard. Well, that yeah, and, uh, and one of the a... things they were saying, his ship has like this massive thing that's being trailed behind it. And I guess that's like one of the the black armory. So I don't know if that has anything to do with, you know, like the um, maybe, you know, the whole like take in or kind of the darkness. But in one of the, well, we'll talk about them more later, but it was in the roadmap kind of in the little trailer. There the Vidoc. Yeah, the Vidoc. Hey, Joe, did you want to say something? I thought you were saying No, something. I mean, I didn't really have anything to add. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm excited about something that's close to the last word coming back, so I'm definitely in the same boat as, as well as grinding for that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm def- definitely excited for the grind. Uh, yeah, no, I, I completely forgot the malfeasance. I, I'm assuming it's a hand cannon or... It's either a hand cannon or a sidearm. Either way, I'm going to use that sucker. Um, I like I like any weapons that causes elemental or or weird effects and explosions. I've I've, I've actually fallen in love with like the high weaponry. You know, Navy man and I we kind of share that same kind of thing. I know that for sure because uh, I like touching my list, thorn. I like those little weird effects that it gives off. I don't know. I like it. All right, so we're going to talk about the annual pass and what it entails. Um, you know, a lot of people don't know. Uh, so if you purchase the annual pass, I like the fact that they're doing it like this instead of just, you know, having DLCs, uh, separately. I don't know. I, I end up, you know, purchasing the annual pass. I'm, I, I feel pretty good about it. I, I definitely think it's a good idea because I think later down the road, they're going to, you know, fluctuate the prices and maybe increase it. We don't really know. Um, you think about it. I mean, it's like each DLC. I mean, this entire thing is like what twenty bucks additional? Because I think the base DLC of Forsaken was forty bucks. Um, actually, no, I'm sorry, it's it's eighty, I believe, uh, total. Uh, so yeah, so forty bucks. So yeah, no, I think that's completely reasonable. We're getting three additional DLCs, if you will, or three packages, if you will, 
uh, addition, you know, to the Forsaken DLC if we purchase this annual pass thing. Um, I actually like it. That's a year's worth of content, and they're going to constantly give us some content and stuff to do. Hopefully, this content has has uh, has depth. You know, it has quality. You know, so uh, but we're just going to go over it. Um, so we're going to go over uh, what we're going to get in the future and what's free and what's not. So uh, August twenty eighth, which I think is long gone and past, uh, the two point update. Uh, you know, pre-forsaken, you know, weapon slot review, sandbox updates, etc. It's already here. Um, September 1st, we already experienced the Gambit 24-hour free trial. And then September 4th is when the, uh, when the uh, Forsaken comes out. So that's exciting. Uh, September 4th, uh, that's when the raid actually comes out. I'm excited about that. September 18th is Iron Banner. September 25th, a new Crucible mode called Breakthrough and new Crucible maps. I'm interested in that. Hey, Wayne, you're a little off on those dates. September 4th is when Forsaken comes out. What did I say? You said that's when the raid comes out. I said 14th. Well, my, my bad, fault, then. My I, I heard 4th, so my bad. No, no, no. no you, my fault. I'll, I'll correct it. My fault. So September 4th, yes, uh, Forsaken comes out. Thank you. And uh, September 14th is uh, when the raid comes out. Sorry if I mixed it up. You know, you're probably right, Adam. I probably said 4th. Um, and I uh, said 18th is Iron Banner. Uh, September 25th is when, you know, the new Crucible mode breakthrough comes out. Uh, and uh, in October, we're going to have the Festival of the Lost. And it says, with a twist. With a twist. Whatever. Uh, you're right, with a twist. I just, I don't really care. You know, it's, it's free. Um, and instead, there's more, you know, including weekly playlist updates, the evolution of the Dreaming City, and additional surprises. So I'm excited about that. Now... So I'm going to discuss a little more what we're going to get for free in each season. So December 2018, uh, the season of the Forge, uh, heavy machine guns return, new weapons, new crucible content, iron banner, gameplay updates, and seasonal ranks. So that's free when it comes to December of 2018. And then uh, in spring 2019, uh, season of the Drifter, this is free as well. Uh, new weapons, new crucible content, da 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 And I think... Uh, this one's actually, you know, blue. This is actually uh, whited out. But and this is going to be in, in the summer of 2019. There's going to be more free content of that. Um, but for the stuff we have to actually have to pay for in December, the Black Armory. So uh, discover weapons of light and fury. Add the Black Armory's treasure to your legend. Access the Black Armory. New forges of the new new forges of the chain activity. New raid lair. New exotics. New legendaries, new triumphs, and collections, bonus rewards. I'm excited about that, really. Uh, so we saw, uh, hopefully, we saw that Vidoc where, you know, they were going over the annual pass and what it entails. Um, I'm really curious. You know, the, this is this seems like you know black armory weapons, and this seems like stuff from the golden age, stuff that maybe is forbidden. It's called the black armory. It seems like things that are definitely rare. Um, I don't know. I'm excited about it. I think that's pretty dope. Um, let's see. Joker's Wild. This is the next one in, in spring 2019. Uh, Gambit was the only, so I said Gambit was only the beginning, and Drifter is ready to deal you another deadly hand. So there's there's gonna be actually a story uh, around the Drifter, the guy that you know, the, one of the NPCs that is the, the host of Gambit, which I'm excited for. I'm glad they're digging deep into this guy. So uh, I'm really excited about that. And there's gonna be more activities. Gambit evolves, new exotics, new legendaries, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and then in the last ones of some of summer 2019, so next year in 2019, um, the penumbra. So I believe this is where we get. Uh, so it says only 
the brave will learn what lurks in the shadow. Only the strong will survive its teeth. And I believe we're going right back to the Leviathan. And uh, as much as I get... Yeah, you know, <laughs> look, I, I mean, look, I'm excited to go back, you know, and I think, I think in that time, you know, next summer, I'll be feeling really indifferent about it. I mean, right now, the Leviathan, I'm, I'm kind of over it. That's just because we've been playing it for so long. But uh, I'm really excited. It's um, It seems kind of dark, uh, a little a little different. Uh, maybe we'll meet Callus this time. Maybe he'll give it. Maybe we'll strike up a deal with him and deal with this darkness I, I don't know i just i want to know what he has to offer what do you guys think about callus man i don't i don't know i mean he's like go paul what you think i said he's fat yeah he is very fat he's over he's I think, five thousand pounds no i mean like I, I would like to understand more of like what he's doing like why he keeps summoning us to his ship and you know like challenging us and things like that um it's interesting in that aspect. I just hope that they can create more, I don't know, fun when we're doing it. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah, I, I hopefully, I mean, I believe 100% that if the Forsaken, you know, DLC raid is going to be awesome. Um, I believe the Penumbra is should be should model. I, mean, I believe it's going to model after that. If, if this raid of uh, Forsaken is going to be successful, you know, regarding getting more bosses and having challenges, but not having the whole raid be like how it was in the Leviathan. Because the Leviathan, I mean, I didn't like the fact that we only had one boss encounter. I wanted, I wanted to be like a Taken King kind of thing, where we would do, we would go through challenges, but we would fight a boss like almost every single, every single step of the way, almost. I don't know. I enjoyed it, but uh, I'm really excited to see. Like, just, I just want more story. I want to see what he has to offer, what he really is about. And I know we listen to other YouTubers that will talk about him, but he really has piqued my interest because he seems like he could kill us anytime he wants to, but he just doesn't. So I want to know why, is, why does he want us on his side if he's so powerful? You know, why does he need our help? Why does he want our help? Um, kind of makes me wonder what are we going to face? You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what else does he know? And I, honestly, I don't feel like listening to, I, I mean, I don't feel like reading grimoire, honestly, to find, I'd rather have another YouTuber tell me, but, uh, yeah, I'm just curious about it. Yeah. All right, so you guys have any questions or concerns or anything you want to talk about the annual pass? No, nah, I think I'm okay on annual pass. Okay. Y'all feel, y'all feel good about annual pass? Yeah, I feel like that's a good idea. You think this is a, a good way of dispersing or you know content you know annually, like buying it like that rather than just buying it in a DLC format? Well, I mean, I'm already going to have DLCs like – the almost like Mind or Osiris that we have to pay for, or is this completely in place of that? I think this is like completely in place of that. Like, like I think each season there's going to be more meaty content. Uh, I mean, I would say DLCs. I'm quoting that. I guess in each season, but uh, I think I don't know. <clears throat> I think this is a good. Idea. I don't know. I think if, if let's see how it works out. You know, what I mean, I already paid for it. Um, I know I'm going to play Destiny 2, regardless, but uh, I don't know. I think if, if you think this is not a good idea, then uh, maybe you should hold on to your wallet and just buy Forsaken and then just see what happens next season. Right. You know, it's I'm just, all in on it. I'm just curious to see if it's going to be one of those things where people are going to get upset about because there's content that's locked behind a paywall versus, you know, uh, like, hey, I bought the, you know, the DLC for 40 bucks or whatever, and now you're telling me there's, like, mini – like updates within the DLC that I got to pay for. And I, I don't know if that's going to cause a lot of people to be upset that it's not all like included. 
Like I know there's some stuff you don't have to pay for, but it looks like it says there's this, uh, exotics that are going to be locked behind that. I think that's fine, personally. I mean, I don't know. It depends. I think it depends upon how powerful these exotics are. I don't think they're going to lock exotics behind a paywall, and 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 we could still like play Crucible together. But he's rocking a oh, oh a powerful gun, and I can't really seem to counter it. You know what I'm saying? I, I just I think I think they're just going to come up with more unique guns. I don't think that's going to be a problem. Like having an exotic gun just means it's going to be more unique rather than just overpowered. Oh, yeah, I'm but, not saying overpowered, um, but I don't know. I mean, it's, I th- like I said, I think it just depends upon how powerful the guns are. If they're, if they're not OP, then I think it's fair game. I think that's capitalism 101, dude. If you want something and you want a service, you pay for it. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, think they're, I think they're nice enough to actually, like, give us free content along the seasons. Like, each, like, they don't have to do that. And I, I, I like that. So if you don't want to buy the, if you don't want to buy that, you're, you're also still getting free content, you know, the stuff that I went over. Uh, you're, you know, experiencing like some of these updates that are free for everyone and they don't have to do it. But when it comes to, I guess, like the black armory stuff where, where you, you may not get those specific guns because you didn't, you didn't buy the, this season's, you know, uh, pass or something. I don't know. But yeah. All right. So next step. All right, so now we're going to talk about the 2.0.0 patch. So this uh, this may be a little long, but uh, yeah. So we're going to go through these little patch notes. I have tons of screenshots in my iPad, by the way. Like, holy smokes. All right, so well, before I get into the nitty-gritty, I mean, how are y'all liking this update so far? I mean, Joe, what do you think? Uh, I mean, there isn't really too much to this update, right? I mean, we had this, like, daily stuff, and we've seen a little bit of the armor and that stuff, the shader deletion thing, I I utilize it. I just think it's kind of dumb that I can't select the number of shaders I want to delete. I'm still having to like button button mash. I don't think that's like a hard thing to do. I mean, every Nintendo game has that like feature in it for all their games. So let's see why why Bungie can't put the extra effort to be like, oh, let's just scroll through like how many you want to delete or whatever. Um, what are other updates? So game, it was cool. We already talked about that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't really What's feel that? like there's been a whole lot of a lot of new stuff so far. I'm just waiting for next week. So, I mean, like regarding the weapon loadout changes and slot changes, and the time to kill being reduced and changing PvP dynamics a little bit. I mean, I mean you're, playing, you're playing PvP right now. So, what do you think so, about that? Uh, some of the weapon dynamics you can definitely see uh, how things have shifted around. You know, you got people who run with shotguns and stuff, but to to me. Just from how much I've played PvP this last season, I don't really see that much of a change in my gameplay because I still approach a threat the same. It's just they, you know, the enemy team has more possibilities in their in their in their tool belt to approach a problem differently. But the way that I would handle somebody coming in with a shotgun hasn't changed. You know, it's just they get the shotgun right off the bat. So for me, I don't feel like it's been like that big of a change i i have seen the change in the variety which is kind of nice i guess if if you hate like the monotony of uh the the metal weapons uh i didn't care about that what i cared about was like spawning into a game and like being down a person or like people leaving that's and there hasn't been anything to really change that yet oh yeah yeah that's that's a constant yeah i, I understand that feeling it kind of sucks but uh 
but yeah, no, I mean, I hear you on that with the shade of deletion stuff. I find it silly. We have to go to Master Raul to even do this, and then we only can do five. But I mean, I'm like I said, I'm indifferent on that too. I just don't really care too too much. Um, I mean, it's kind of silly, but then again, I always delete my shaders, so I don't always have that. Okay. What about you, Paul? How are you feeling about this update so far, just in general? First impressions? Um, I'm really enjoying it as far as definitely the meta shift, uh, being able to use more or less like what weapons I want to use, not like being stuck with like two primaries pretty much. And then just kind of like the power weapon, I guess, still needs to be adjusted because I think power ammo needs to be like kind of more of a D1 style where everybody can kind of get it. I hate the fact that it's still, you can't get it unless you physically like walk over and grab it. You know what I mean? Like, and then you have your teammates that still just stand there and wait for it. And like, then like Joe's saying, as soon as it's not like the game's not going in their favor, they're the first ones to leave. It's like they grab the heavy. They well, first they nurse for it. Then they grab it. Then they die with it. And then they leave the game and then you're screwed over. So it's kind of like, in that sense, it needs to be like a shared thing where there's like one heavy box, and when you get it, everybody gets like, like one what? rocket. Or, oh man, know, remember that when you would, everybody something. would huddle around the heavy, and then everybody would get a piece of the heavy. Yeah, or everyone would get supered. Yeah, or everybody would get supered. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> it made it so much more fun that way. I think, but I don't know. You just get like a nova bomb just coming flying across the map, and just boom. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's that's anytime you huddle anywhere, anyhow. So I was never surprised when that happened. But I mean, what about you, Adam? Yeah. Um. Again, I like it so far. Uh, the only thing that I'm this is just a personal preference, but so I love you know like I'm like you guys are sure aware of uh, fusion rifles. Um. But I also love my Amalon weapons. However, right now Amalon weapons are still energy, and so therefore I cannot use both of them. Um. It's frustrating because in D1. They were not that way. Uh, it was, you know, uh, Amalon weapons were you're just, uh, just plain old kinetic. And so then I could use, you know, an Amalon like Scout and uh, Fusion. But again, that's, I know it's a very, very like unique kind of thing where most people that probably has like zero effect on. Um, but to me, it's just kind of frustrating where it's like, if I have this primary weapon, not a secondary, like one that takes the white ammo, I, sh- to, in my opinion, I should be able to put it in the the top slot regardless of whether or not it is energy or not energy but obviously they don't see it that way so well i think that's yeah no i I see what you're saying because i thought about that too and it only really affects a trace rifles and b fusion rifles because shotguns you can have in the primary sniper you can have in the primary so yeah, I, I, get I know it's probably a very, you know, not many people really care because, you know, but since my, a fusion rifle for me is my primary <laughs> secondary weapon for crucible, I don't use shotguns hardly at all um, or snipers because I'm just terrible with them. It's just annoying to me because also some of my favorite weapons are my Amalon weapons. And so I have to kind of, uh, you know, make a sacrifice in one of them. Um, but other than that, no, yeah, I like that. Uh, you know, hand cannons are pretty good. I like that, you know, again, it's uh, you don't have to uh, all sit in a corner. There's a lot more mobility, um, at least from what I've seen. Um, although there is still camping, you know, but instead of camping with like a Vigilance or Graviton, it's camping with a shotgun around the corner, you know, waiting. So that way, because then as soon as you kill someone, then you pick their ammo up. 
So it's kind of frustrating that. Like, I don't know. I, I think that I like the special boxes better in D1, um, almost like the heavy boxes versus you start with two every time you die, but then every time you kill someone, you get one or two more. Because then uh, the facilitates that uh, camping uh, with a shotgun. Yeah, and I guess one other thing that I wanted to bring up, and it's not my original idea, I heard True Vanguard say it, but um, with sniping, you get special ammo, right? And But there's nowhere to pick it up unless you kill somebody and pick up their special ammo. So if you're sniping and you kill two guys across the map or one guy across the map, you have to run all the way over there just to get the special ammo, which chances are his teammates are hanging out over there. So, I mean, snipers are kind of at a disadvantage now if they're not going to have special ammo boxes around the map. Hmm. Well, yeah, I guess if you think of it that way. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I'm indifferent about it still. You know, I, I mean, so overall, my, my first impression is I was having a really good time. Uh, it's a lot more player variety. Um, like I said, I'm easy to please, so um, my my perspective has been pretty consistent for the most part. But um, actually, sorry, one yeah, more no, comment about that, Wayne. I actually love what they did with the precision damage. Um, we'll see about the Icarus because obviously we don't have that available yet, like the Icarus grip. But the the precision damage being a lot higher, I think, is awesome. So it actually does value skill. So it's not just spray and play of hitting people. Like, yeah, you can kill people doing that. But if someone's really accurate and, you know, good with taking headshots, you're going to outshoot someone like any day, even if they have, you know, like a, a high rate of fire, like auto or a, one of the SMGs or something. So I, I like that they made the precision damage, you know, a lot higher, not just slightly higher. Agreed. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's that's like uh, that's basically how the uh, t- uh, t- time to kill has been reduced. It's lined up with like uh, critical crit hits. Um, you know, so if you if you do hit crit hits, you are really you really are rewarded. You know, three taps can happen, or you know, two body shot, one headshot, etc. Depending upon, I guess, the rate of fire. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm having a good time. Just definitely a lot more variety in the crucible. Uh, I'm so sick of seeing the Graviton Lance, honestly. Uh, I think maybe I'm just more annoyed at the campy gameplay. Now, granted, I mean, like, you you, you camp or I guess you shoot from a distance when you should. But uh, I, personally, for me, that is the most annoying way to fight somebody. I think specifically the Graviton Lance, I was annoyed by that. Not, I'm not saying that takes no skill to use. I'm saying the range is ridiculous on that thing. But I, I, but I think uh, I, I think I never really read the perk. The, the second shot that does, like, the majority of the damage actually has no range drop off. So is you're basically using a scout. It has it, it doesn't hand. Yeah, exactly. So it doesn't like, I, I guess, you know, sure. Um, I guess if I'm going to say, if I'm going to speak on this objectively, don't change it. Um, as much as I've been complaining about it, it's an exotic. Um, I feel that it needs to be special. Um, I don't know. Not I mean, like, not that I'm trying to, and then I'm trying to have an open mind about it. I guess, you know, whatever, keep it the same. Because I felt the same way about Vigilance Wing. Because at first, I'm like, oh, gosh, this freaking gun. But it's an exotic. And I'd, I'd rather them, you know, we could, we could work around it. You know what I mean? And it's, it's not totally impossible to, you know, not get killed by a Vigilance Wing. It's, I guess it's just annoying to just see that gun all the time. And I say this all the time. I, I, more variety is just more fun. And the fact that if I have to, you know, 
and I guess I don't really have to, but I, but I feel like if, if an entire team is using like the meta, I have to, you know, work my way around that, like you would any other gun. But like, I don't know. I guess it's more frustrating. I mean, when people take the the path of less resistance, or is you know, oh, it's just you just want to you just want to call people names. But yeah, my overall experience with this two point point patch was just it's been amazing. I love it. Yeah, I think it's freaking dope. I think it's in a good place. Um, I do disagree on the heavy ammo thing, though, or everyone gets that. I would, I don't want that back ever. I refuse to have that. I oh, don't especially care. now like, with I heavy really, machine guns coming back. That was really yes. Annoying. Um, that's 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 what really ticked me off in Destiny One. Granted, I, I swallowed <laughs> my pride and sucked it up, but I, I freaking hated the fact that everyone shared heavy. Like it was so annoying. Like I hated heavy in the first place. To be honest, it just wasn't fun that everyone like, hey, we all got heavy. <laughs> Oh, that's just, I, there's times I just want to pick it up. Like, I just like, who cares? I don't want to use it. It's just, that's just me personally. Like, a team like, that had like one blueberry that wouldn't wait for the rest of the team. He's like, I want heavy. So he just goes and grabs it on his own. So there's only one on our team. Exactly. But their team gets exactly. all of it. It's just like, come on. I think, I think that's why I like the shared, like the, the, the I, I like the fact that if you have heavy, you happen to drop it, boop, it poops on the ground. I like that method. I think. It gives everyone a chance to get it, you know, depending upon where you are and how skewed you are. Maybe this is the opportunity or it's the situation or whatever. If it presents itself and you can do it, go for it. But, like, this whole team thing, get the heck. No, no, no. I think that's whack. I think that's trash. Um, I just don't like it because uh, it, it it becomes, it becomes like, heavy, it, becomes, it, it becomes heavy match for at least, like, like, at least a minute, depending upon what kind of heavy you have. And I just think that's stupid. I'll pass. But, uh, yeah, so we're going to go deep into this. We're going to talk about specifically – the first thing we're going to talk about is the armor. What, what changed with that specifically in this patch? I think we kind of we discussed some of these already, I think, before last podcast. But uh, so these are what's happening now before the actual first second DLC. So the Hunter, we're going to talk about exotic weapons and armor. So the armor first. The Hunter, the Orpheus rig, no longer grants super energy on blue and damage sharing. Uh, raised – it's also raised the base super amount that you can receive from tethers to create more consistent and less exponential experience. Uh, super energy given is scaled up when more powerful enemies are tethered. That kind of reminds me of that warlock helmet, uh, the obsidian mind thing. Um, when used with Mobius quiver, grants additional tether shots and does not grant ability energy on tethering targets. Uh, Paul, why don't you speak on this? You use Hunter the most anyway, that trash subclass. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I definitely noticed it um, before I even read the patch notes. I kind of, like, was playing around, and I was like, man, like, I'm not getting my grenade back. Like, because normally you tether a bunch of ads, and you instantly would get your grenade, and then you could just throw it down and kill them all. And then, you know, obviously you get plenty of super energy from them blowing up. Well, now it's not the case. Now it's strictly based on pretty much how many enemies you can tether, which I guess is you know, probably more fair because it was, it was pretty OP. I'm not going to lie there, but um, getting no ability energy back kind of hurts a little bit because when you tether the enemies, especially because I feel like when they're tethered, it doesn't last that long. Like for black hole, it doesn't feel like it lasts that long. Um, you have to be able to kill them. And a lot of times the grenade just made that so much easier where you would actually be able to kill your tethered enemies. Let's say you tether because you're out of ammo and you need to reload, but you're in a bad situation. It just, everything about it just doesn't seem, I don't know. 
fair in that sense, but you know, it's not a big deal. I still like it. I didn't know that we actually get more quiver shots with a Mobius quiver. So I'm going to have to try that out and let you guys know how that is. I mean, I wonder if it's like significant or if it's just like, you know, opportunistic, but. Okay. All right. Um, okay. So we got the other ones we talked about celestial Nighthawk and Wormhus crown. Uh, so celestial Nighthawk, it now grants the 33% of your super energy back. If you actually kill something, um, which is good. I mean, yeah, I like I it. I used it. Yeah, that's that's cool. yeah, that's a good call. And I was gonna do this guy sometimes, like especially if you're playing like Crucible or something. Somebody could pop a super and then everybody's dead, and then it's like, oh man, like I'm running out of super. I'm not really gonna be able to get as much out of this. So if I pop someone from across the map, knowing that you know I'll be able to have my super stretch out a little bit longer is kind of cool. I agree. Yeah, no, I was at that word. I mean, it didn't bother me at first, but I think this is this is great. Like, because uh, I mean, normally I would use my Celestial Nighthawk on orange bars anyway, just because I could, and you know, knowing that I'll get my super back. But now I can use it with more confidence and understanding that I will get my super back by the time the boss, you know, encounter most likely if I get more energy back, you know. Um, Adam, do you use the Hunter often, or are you just? I think you're more of just a Warlock guy. Uh, just want to clarify. So Warlock is my main. Hunter is probably my secondary. I actually dislike my Titan a lot. Oh my god! Like my Titan was my main for the for the entire first year of D1, and then I made a Warlock and a Hunter. But even then, I didn't use my Hunter hardly at all in D1, and I like my Hunter a lot more than my Titan in D2. All right. Oh, um, we already one thing I wanted to add to you. Are you going to go into weapons? Uh, okay. Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. Um, you can talk about it. Oh, just one of the things that I've noticed, and it's just because I'm really big on using grenade launchers on PvP, is uh, the damage boost to uh, hitting somebody directly with the grenade launcher is awesome. Oh yeah, and it's freaking annoying, but it's yeah, but it's a grenade launcher. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, they buffed it, and it's definitely way better. Play the game now; you don't have to shoot them twice. You can just shoot them once, which. Should have been the way it always was, but yeah. even got to get a good hit on a person. It's not just gonna like splash damage like crazy, but I I think it feels right now. What is that? I mean, I mean, I'm actually consider. Uh, well, actually, I don't even have to use the fighting lion anymore, but I'm considering using. That's that. a one shot as well, apparently. Oh, oh my gosh, dude! Doesn't it just this? I think I gotta read the perks on that again. What makes it special? Like, it felt like it disorient disorients your screen when you get hit by that thing. Yeah, it does. Insane. Oh man, it's 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 a good grenade launcher. I mean, I think that takes those single shot grenade launchers take a lot more skill, in my opinion, when it comes to heavy. Well, yeah, but that's amazing. still considered a special, isn't it? Uh, correct. Uh, the single shot ones, yeah. yes, correct. But the drum barrel ones are heavy. Yeah. The and prospector was pretty good. I only used it, I think, once or twice in Gambit, but it uh it definitely hit like the same thing. I, even though I know it doesn't have near the impact of what like um. What's it called? Play the game has, um, but even the prospector was hitting pretty hard. I don't remember exactly if it was one hit. It might have been if you hit him direct, but then maybe if you didn't, it was like two. But it was definitely uh, it felt stronger. And then it's going to be even better once the um, what's it called catalyst comes out in uh, Arms Week whenever Arms Week starts. Okay. Um, so we talked about Wormhus Crown already, you know, how, 
Uh, it no longer starts regeneration of health and shields, but instead grants a larger health and shield bump at the beginning of dodge instead of the end, which, okay, cool. I haven't noticed anyone using it recently to be able to tell. Neither have I. So I don't know. Yeah, I haven't even noticed. What's this one now? I'm actually. Worm husk. Oh. Uh, I honestly, like, since, uh, I guess that is a, a good thing. Since the gameplay change, I have not seen it, like, once in yeah. PvP. And I think it's because shotguns. I think because shotguns have possibly, like, ruled it out. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, because if you're up close to getting shot in the face, health regeneration doesn't really matter at that point. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, knucklehead radar. There's another one. I, just, I hate this exotic on a hunt. It's so freaking dumb. It's it's very helpful, but I just hate using it. I just feel scummy. Uh, it gives you now enhanced radar resolution while crouching. Yeah, that's something Adam loves, right? Yeah, I'm I'm so happy they put the a perk to make it when you're being a big a, being a tool. You're now a bigger tool because it gives you enhanced radar. <laughs> I, and I think the enhanced radar actually like. It shows you directly where they are. Like it gives you a dot, and I think I think it gives you an actual dot on your radar rather than like a slice of red pie. Oh really? I, like, I haven't tried it like, out. Oh, I will never try that. Like I don't even like that exotic. Like <laughs> I, hate it. I hate it, dude. Like, I'm, I'm honestly like I'm, I'm, I'm such a I'm I, I'm such a crybaby. Like I'm such a big baby. I'm such a sore loser when it comes to this stuff. I don't know. I just don't like riding the bandwagon of like everyone else. It's so. This is not fun to me. I don't know if you want hey, no hate on you. If you want to use the meta or use whatever you want, I mean, hey, if it's fun to you, freaking use it. But it's just not fun to me to use it. Like that's why I like Tetramala so much. Um, uh, Lucky pants. I think I have those. Uh, enhanced duration of illegally modded holster. I didn't. That's a mod, right? Yeah, that's like the perk of it. Perk. Okay. Uh, I, 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 I haven't used it. Side arms or is it hand cannons? Hand cannons. Oh, I think no. it's hand cannons. It's hand cannons. It's hand cam. So yeah, basically, uh, it gives you opening shot um, for a direct, like, I think for an extended period, which increases obviously your aim assist. Um, it increases range and accuracy of your opening shot, but I think it stays active longer, is what they're saying. Um, and then it even has, I think it has quick draw, which is a built in perk. I think they already made that change a while ago. So. Lucky pants are pretty legit. Like something with the DFA that has opening shot, but also has rampage. Uh, in the crucible, if you were to wear the lucky pants, you could just basically put it on rampage, still have opening shot, which are two great perks, and uh, really do some damage with it. What is opening shot for those that are listening? Because I don't, I don't know what that is. It's even. improved accuracy and range on the opening shot of an attack. Mm. First time you aim down sights, yeah, it's a much higher chance of you hitting. Like yeah, so I, like not. I don't know if it works or not. It's I I feel like it does. Is I'll aim down sights, fire, and then I'll release my left trigger and then draw it back up and fire again. And a lot of times, uh, you do notice that you're getting like easy crit shots that way. At least I do. So kind of the way you were using the old-fashioned Wayne, but there's an actual like benefit of doing that. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I I, I want to try to give it another shot because I had the Lucky Pants on before. And uh, I don't know. I think another perk of the Lucky Pants is where you would, um, you know, the, uh, if you, you, basically, you, you would basically be forced to use two hand cannons. And um, if you get crit shots, you know, so if, you, if you're using your hand yeah, cannon, it's killing stuff. It reloads. And you put that hand cannon away, 
the next hand cannon you use, if you get crit shots with that other hand cannon, it will fill the magazine of the one that's currently holstered, correct? Yes. I think now, I think the update that they gave it is that those shots are bonus damage shots, kind of like how the, the Stern has. I could be wrong. I could just be making that up. I'd have to look it up right now, but... I freaking love the Sturm and the Drang. I, I love that now, dude. It's so freaking fun. That It's called, what, Sturm Overload? When you, like, get a kill with the Drang, and then it gives you, like, the bonus shot. Oh, it's so cool. So I love the fact that, yeah, they work together, so you get X amount of kills with the Drang sidearm, and then when you switch to your Sturm, you have, like, over, overload, supercharged bullets just waiting. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it's so freaking amazing. It's so satisfying. And it, uh, once you, like, have the... Uh, masterwork version it, it gives it even more range i'm like oh dude it is such a, such a satisfying gun to use i love it let me see all right so we got shinobu's vow this is the last hunter exotic that's been touched um skip grenade returns some energy when it damages an enemy i don't even use skip grenades i, I have nothing to say about that paul do you use them uh i do sometimes when i play pvp with the grenades getting a buff I could see that being a better option for Blade Dancer. I mean, granted, they have the Flux Grenade, which is a sticky, which is also getting a buff, but I don't see people using it still because it's not like that one-shot kill, which is the only reason why I think people ever used it. But right. with Shinobu's Vow, having a second, um, you know, a second grenade, I forget what it's called. I want to call it a fuse, but I know that's not what it's called. Um, having two grenades and getting energy back, That'll probably be pretty good because uh, as you damage them, you're building some of that back. You'll probably have your your grenade way more often. Dude, I remember um, skip grenades in Destiny 1. Like, just the whole team throwing skip grenades is, like, terrible. Like, you just yeah. be like, oh, my God. Like, yeah, people hated time it. Time is a death. Um, at you. I could see it being legit, but not, over like, overbearing. Like, it was not Destiny 1. Now that... uh. Now that, you know, it doesn't do as much damage, but the fact that you're getting your ability back, that's a, that's a good option. I mean, I don't really know what I'm going to use in PvP just because now we have so many more options. So I'm really just going to have to see what I want to do. But at the same time, now that I get the uh, the new Void subclass, that's more like a Blade Dancer, I'm probably going to use that. So I probably won't even have to worry about being an Arc Strider anymore. Also, I mean, we have honestly, I don't even know what really what I'm going to use because there's so many other weapons and so many other things coming out that who knows what some of the other stuff is going to have that they haven't told us about yet. Mm, okay, so now we're going to get on the Warlock, and Adam, I, I guess I'll be talking to you more than those two guys. Uh, so we got the stag coming out, uh, not coming out, but the stag. Um, the rift drop from death now has has a standard rift duration, which is nice. Uh, speaking of rifts. Um, also, it made me think of barricades, too. I believe we're going to – I don't think we have it yet. Maybe we do. I haven't really paid attention. But uh, I think we're gonna actually going to have a countdown timer in terms of our, the, the countdown yeah, duration timer. timer. Of our, yeah, I think that's actually, awesome. Here, let me – I can yeah. tell you right now. Timer. Okay. Sweet. How long does it 15 take? 15 seconds for a healing rift. That's, that's mm. pretty good. Yeah. Okay. That's and even awesome. the arc soul yeah, tells you uh, the countdown of that too. Okay, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's definitely awesome. Definitely helps tactical play in PVE. Um, all right, so I have another. Actually, you know what? Before I move on from that, the stag. Maybe I should give the stag another shot. I mean, 
there's other exotics out there that I kind of prefer to use rather than the stag, but cosmetically the stag is just ugly. But oh, I, um, I kind of like it. <laughs> yeah, I actually like the look I mean, of it. I think the perk is terrible. <laughs> the only oh, way that you know what? is when you die. You know, no, no. Think of it. Think of it like this. I think it's it, at first because I, I, I was with you at first, Adam. I was. I was like, you know, this this helmet incentivizes crappy play. You know what I mean? You are just a trash player if you want to use this. It's like this is like a backup. No, think of it like this. You can be a really good player, but you know, if you happen to make a mistake or you get killed. And you need to get revived. And you got that helmet. You got the you got the healing rift on. You're like, hey man, I got the stag on healing rift. And, and it's like they didn't say like if you didn't use your healing rift before you died, you won't get it. They just said you'll get it if you died. You know what I'm saying? And, I mean, so, part of it does since they said the duration is better. That's definitely helps it. Before it was only lasted like three seconds. Yeah, yeah, no, they made it the standard duration of like you know the normal one is if you will pop it intentionally. So yeah, I think you know what I changed my mind on it before. Like before when you have the like something like that, but and like PvP, I don't really see it being useful, or at least not unless as... elimination comes back. You say elimination? I said if elimination comes back, it might be an option. Maybe, well, well yeah. depending on the res timer, um, I forget what. I know they shortened it a lot. I know in the beginning when trials first came, it was like twenty seconds. Before you could even res someone, I know they shortened it, but I forget what they shortened it to. It was I, I was five seconds, and then it was ten seconds. Yeah, each time you died, it increased. No, uh, so I'm but, saying in trials in the very beginning, like first like week or two, when you died, you could not be revived for like twenty seconds. It was like a, I think I'm pretty sure it was a, maybe fifteen, but it was like a fifteen or twenty second countdown. Before are you talking you about four four countdown specifically? Uh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Sorry, we're yeah, we're the one you actually would be revived by a teammate. Because I mean, survival it wouldn't make a difference because they can't pick you up anyways. You just res on your own. Mm. Okay, so next one we got Eye of Another World. Uh, that one ability recharge bonus increased. I'm not gonna remember what some of these exotics are. I have another world. It's that weird looking helmet. It's actually kind of. It looks oh, like the thing that um Professor X wears. I know, I know, no, I know what you're talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, uh, that's an ugly helmet. But, uh, Actually, yeah, it looks cool, cool, but I just think it's doesn't like it's not worth it. Like the perks are not very good. Well, hopefully this will make it better. Like I said, it said the ability recharge bonus increase, so they just made it faster. So cool. Uh, okay, so Nezarak Sin uh, increased duration of abyssal extractors. Rapid kills also extend the duration up to twenty seconds. Adam, do you use that often? I do. That's actually um, – I use that quite often when I'm on Voidwalker. Um, I haven't been a Voidwalker in a while, routine. but, yeah, when I do it, it basically makes it so your super comes back quicker. Or, or maybe super and abilities or both. I'd have to look at it to see specifically. But it's uh, – yeah, it's, but you have to use Void weapons and or um, abilities. So it's – you know, if you – if it's – so if you're doing like a nightfall or something and using a solar weapon, eh, it's not really that helpful because it's not really going to do anything. But if yeah, if you use like Graviton Lance or any other void weapon, each time you get a kill with that weapon, it bumps up your definitely your grenade and your melee. I forget if it does super or not as well. Okay. So you can have a lot of grenades and melees, which comes in handy if you're using like Devour. Oh, right, right. Yeah, more like it's just a healing machine. 
Uh, we got Skull of Dire Ahamkara, increased super energy gain from Nova Bomb kills, and killing higher ranked enemies now reward more super energy. So not only are we getting more super energy just from killing more groups of enemies, but we're actually getting more energy from killing higher ranking ones, and that's just dope. Um, I'm excited about that one the most, and I don't even made a Warlock. I think that's awesome. I mean, I'm sure you like that, Adam, right? Uh, maybe. Again, so... Oh, my God. What? Again, so right now, the way the Warlock is with Voidwalker, it's almost useless in PvE. The only thing it can kill is a group of Thrall. I don't believe Like, that. ask Joe. There have been multiple times where I've been doing, like, a Nightfall or something with Joe, and I use my Nova Bomb, and there's, like, three knights who are, like, the orange bars that are, like, half health. It like barely yeah, hurt it's there. it's kind of like watching those like little firework things that are just snakes, snakes like, and sparklers. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> like I remember just sitting there like, all right, you got it, and then like jumping away, and then like me and Adam were just like that that was it. Yeah, so unless Nova Bomb becomes more powerful, that it can actually kill an orange bar without having to weaken it first, because that obviously kind of defeats the point of using a Nova Bomb. If I have to sit there and pepper all my enemies down to half health before I use a super, I... <laughs> right. Um, and, I mean, but but are you talking about a specific situation, though? No, like, I mean, just Nightfall? Nightfall? Nova Bomb is not that powerful. In a raid or in, a, in anything you would actually want to use it to be, like, powerful, it doesn't do anything. Again, it's, it, it, it's good at killing a I mean, group of, you know small red bars you know dregs thrall something like that but it's good on palace it's good on dogs it's good on oh well, yeah but Pro. that's not that helmet is not going to help at either of those because you're not going to most of the time that nova is not going to kill callus and even if it does then you're game over you know so i don't need my super anymore um i, th- I think so I guess you could say that this helmet is really made for groups of enemies that can handle it. It, it does depend on how it plays. I'd have to, I'd have to see an effect because that was a, a problem with the obsidian mine from D1 that it's modeled after was, you know, you kill 15 thrall and you get your super back. You kill, you know, it, it was all based on quantity. So the fact that they added quality as well saying, hey, if you kill higher ranked enemies, we'll get you more super energy. Cool. Again, assuming you can actually kill them. Right. I think uh, this 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 Nova Bomb, this would be a good tester in the Leviathan and the Castellum area with all those Cabal and also in the Argos encounter in Eater of Worlds where you fight all those Vex. I think they'll, be, they'll definitely come in handy there. I hope so. All right. So next uh we have transversive steps actually actually uh, these have uh, these have grown on me a little bit i like how fast they make you so enhanced mobility like i said for for these listeners uh sorry if we're going too slow going through these but like i said you know we're going to go through this 2.0 uh, update but uh right now mo- i think believe i believe everything that we're going over uh, is, uh these these uh, updates have have been applied to the game already since the 2.0.0 patch okay? yes they have um the transversive steps have enhanced mobility, so they're even you're even faster now. After sprinting for a short time, your currently equipped weapon is automatically reloaded. When before, I believe it was just your energy weapon was reloaded. That is correct. But uh, I, I think that's uh, good. I mean, I like it. This is definitely a PvP uh, weapon, and I mean, and a PVE too. But in PVE, usually, you know, PvE enemies aren't much of a threat. But this is. This could be used tactically. Like this, this is tactical written all over it. Like, uh, especially if you're just like running away or trying to, you know, get some health back, and then you already reloaded. Boom! You can just like shoot dudes as you're running away. If 
I don't know. I think it's pretty dope. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Oh, yes. Um, I will say that right now, that until new exotics come out, this is the only exotic I use in my Warlock. doesn't matter what subclass I am. That's the only one I use. Um, it is awesome because they you reload. The second you basically start into an actual like sprint, it reloads. So it, it only takes a matter of a second, maybe maybe two seconds. Uh, and okay. actually, I found it more helpful in Gambit, um, PvE part of Gambit, not necessarily PvP, um, mainly because the you're constantly running in that. Like, I mean, I know you played it, you know, because there's the there's a small group of enemies, and then all of a sudden we go to the other side of the map for another group of enemies. And so since I'm sprinting yeah. so much, I almost never have to actually reload my weapon, like you know, manually. I'm just running around and getting bullets back. So it was awesome. Um, the only downside for those who haven't used it is if you switch weapons in the middle of a sprint, it will not trigger until you stop and then start your sprint again. Oh, okay. Interesting. At least that's, that's not supposed to be. And that's just what I found. But yeah, if I'm like uh, using my shotgun and, you know, I switch over to my hand cannon, that's half ammo. It won't reload unless I stop sprinting and then start again. But. But thanks for the tip. And last one, Adam, is uh, Winter's Guile. I believe it's that gauntlet. Um, yeah, those are gauntlets. Tune, yeah, so tune damage and duration per stack to be more consistent. But you don't really use those, so I guess that doesn't really matter to you. I like those gauntlets. I think those are the ones that give you health. No, those are the ones that increase your melee. Yeah, the, so uh, Winter's Guile. Every time you punch something, or I don't know if it's punch or kill, it increases your melee damage. Like, just keeps going up. Yeah, I think it's kill. It's kill. You were saying something, Paul? Yeah, I was explaining it, but... Yeah. Okay. All right, so, Joe, I'm going to be talking to you more than those boys. Uh, we're on the oh, now. here we go. Uh, yeah, so the <laughs> MK44 stand-asides. Uh, overshield, overshield granted by sprinting appears faster. I mean, do you wear those MK44 Bro, you know, honestly, like, I, I think they're cool, the concept, but I just hate the way they look, man. Like some weird Alibaba, <laughs> like you know, I'm not wearing those pajama pants. I can't stand the way they, they look, to, man. They used to be, they used to be my. I actually used to like the look, but on top of it too, like I think um, these are my exotics back in the day, man. I mean, I think they may, they, I think they may actually start to be my exotics now. I may actually give these a chance because since shoulder charge is a one yeah. hit kill now, I'm definitely more. I was, more I was gonna say, to like something. since they brought that back, it's. Yeah, I, I could see people rocking that a lot. Yeah, I may be that annoying guy. Uh, so we got another one, uh, Hollow Fire Heart. Uh, I think this is kind of underrated. Um, I mean, you know, it's kind of cool, but this is base cooldown reduction when super is uncharged in addition to CDR wind charge. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I could see how if I rock him, if I was somebody who like really rocks hammers or, you know, any of that stuff. Like it, it sounds awesome, but you know what? For some reason, this this whole uh, Destiny Two hammers just weren't really appealing to me. If I'm perfectly honest. Yeah. Do you remember when they first came out? Oh, dude, where they, they were, like, first so came out, I was we were all over the hammers, but that's because it was so overpowered. You could like not die while in that super. Yeah. <laughs> it was because well, so that that initial flame up too. You could just sit in that flame, but they took that away, so. It'd be cool if Hollow Fire actually gave that to you. And the blast radius was so oh, yeah, huge. Absolutely. Like, it was so Drop crazy. Dudes, like, dude. Well, you were like, oh, my God, you were done. <laughs> You're done, son. You're done. You're done. 
All right, so here's another one. Helmet Saint 14 grants allies an overshield for a short time duration when passing through the Ward of Dawn. That's, that's dope. Awesome. That's, that's going to cause yeah. me to use uh, the bubble again, I think, in, like, PvP. Because I remember we used to use that, especially in, like, Control. Adam, you remember that? We, like, dual bubbles. <laughs> I guess yeah, I guess we're yeah. Yeah. Bubble bros? Sorry, but my... Uh, my uh... <laughs> yeah, bubble bros. <laughs> Dude, I love so chaining bubbles. <laughs> I love chaining bubbles, especially on that. Uh, was it Twilight Gap? That map? Yeah, it was Twilight Gap. Yeah. Yeah, down in that little like <laughs> island area, and people would just they would constantly yeah. run in just for no reason. Yeah, like all right, bye. Actually, you know what? Actually, I ran into a team. I ran into a team that was rocking bubbles. They were just like following each other and chaining supers. Oh my gosh, that was annoying. It was control, and yeah, dude. Only way you could really get a massive kill if you had heavy. Or if you had another super, like they were all just bunched up in the bubble, chilling, use a super, go to another spot, bubble, bubble, chill, you know, Night Stalker, Golden Gun. Like it was like, does the what's it called? Alpha Loopy grant an extra orb still for bubble or for any super? Actually, no, it doesn't. It's just, it just increases the uh, healing. Okay. Pulse. That was yeah. a good thing, yeah. too, where you throw that on and so then you generate three orbs per bubble instead of two. Yeah, no, I, I enjoyed that too. I mean, now, like, I mean, I still like uh, Curse of Alpha Lupa. It's, it's my favorite exotic to use on the Titan. Well, uh, aesthetically, I think it's gorgeous. And then, uh, I mean, I like I like the passive perk when I'm just, I usually just pop a shield so I can get health back. Yeah, I enjoy it. It's nice. Um, Helmet, oh, so Mask of the Quiet One, I just don't use it. I never use that, dude. I, yeah, I looked I, at that I and I was like, this is an exotic? I Like, the first time I, I got it, I was like, what is this? It's pretty cool. I used it Looks a couple like times, dribbling. but I realized it has some it has some issues with it. Like, okay, so it has increased energy gain from incoming damage, um, and while critically wounded, health is granted from kills. Cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm still probably gonna just leave it. Not use it. <laughs> well, it's yeah. better in PVE than PVP because in PVE, think about how much you get damaged, like how much you're getting shot at, but you don't die. Well, that then re that basically recharges your super all the times you're taking damage. That's yeah. true too. I didn't think of it like that. Yeah, that's a good point. Right. But in PvP, yeah, because I mean, chances are you don't want to be dying. You don't want to be sitting there just like taking damage and being like, oh yeah, you know. But you know, some of those stupid red bars, they're they're not always the best. So you can take some damage and still live, and then your super's getting back a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. All right, next on the list is Crest of Alpha Lupi. So we already said that. Uh, healing Pulse is more effective. So I guess that just means I'll get a little bit more health, you know, when I pop a, you know, a shield. Great. I'm okay with that. You know, I like it. Um, let me see. Da, 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 da. Oh, Peacekeepers. Oh, man. I used to rock these uh, for a bit, I think, when we first started doing Leviathan. I just like how they looked. And, uh, you know, uh, yeah, so these are the ones that um, you basically have to have two uh, I think you need to have two submachine guns equipped, or you don't really have to have two, but it just makes oh. more sense if you want to just continue to not reload. So, like, you whatever uh, if you if you have an SMG stowed, it will just automatically reload your SMG like instantly, and you just swap, swap. It's just amazing. Um, but now uh, it, it gives you increased movement speed when wielding an SMG. So, I mean, I don't know. I may bring those back out one day, maybe in private matches. I don't know. <laughs> Seriously, because all these are good perks for the most part, and I just want to. I, I, 
I see myself using these like in private matches more than anything, like because I'm so used to just sticking with my loadout and what I want to do. But like these sound good, but I'm like I rather just use it on you, on you guys, especially on Paul. Especially on Paul. <laughs> trash. Yeah. Well, um, you know what I'm gonna use on you, Wayne? My Huckleberry with my Catalyst I just finished. Oh, oh, oh you just got it! Finally, get the Catalyst. Yeah, yeah, I got it. and I just depleted it. <laughs> About time, dude! Congrats, man. Was it on a Mars or a, a Mercury? One? It was Mercury. It was the the runner. Did you uh, ever find that website to find out how many it took you to actually get it done? No, I still need to find that because I do want to know. I'm just going to count all of them starting May 1st or whenever the update came in May for Warmine and just, I don't know. Dude, it's got to be so many. It's got to be like 50. Okay, so last exotic for the Titan. <laughs> it's called the uh, the Worm God's Keras, and I think this is one of the new ones. Like, after completing the Warmine campaign, you get this from Zavala. Um, I believe it's a very similar effect to the Winter's Guile gauntlets that the Warlock has. You kill something. Um, you get increased damage on the next one. And I think if you're even surrounded by enemies, you no, that's those are the other ones. Those are the synthesis. Sorry. Um, but yeah. Um, well, so um, I, I could have sworn uh, somebody said that Armamentarium was getting like a change to it. We didn't talk about that. Well, it's getting weapon, it's getting armor perks. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. yeah actually, like, the only thing it was missing, like, it still gave you an additional grenade charge. Right. But now that it's weapon perks, you'll be able to, like, have random rolls and you should be able to get like heavy ammo finder or you know like increased reserves with certain weapons yeah 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 i'm excited actually yeah what do you guys i'm excited uh definitely pumped that uh armor is gonna get perks again i mean that's dude uh it's gonna make pve a lot more fun and pvp too like just the variety i think they should change i mean i won't be surprised if they actually change the uh the skill tree again and maybe or maybe maybe give us more options i don't know it just maybe maybe not but whatever all right so we're, we're going to weapons now so weapons we're going to talk about specifically like the ammo economy and primary weapons and what weapons are getting primary ammo and where they're going to go and what slot so um so uh this this is a developer insight so with forsaken they've made a major change to the systems the freedom to slot powerful weapons in either of the kinetic slot or the energy slot this fundamental change necessitated if i'm saying that right a fresh look at a player's damage output in both pve and in pvp so primary ammo weapons and special ammo weapons may exist in either kinetic or energy slot correct um Heavy ammo weapons can exist only in the power slot, so that's fair. Uh, ammo type and damage are now fixed attributes of a specific weapon. So, you know, certain we- even though certain weapons, you know, uh, even though certain weapons that used to be in the special slot can be can be in the kinetic slot, um, uh, that just means that- actually. Wait a minute, I read that wrong. Oh wait, no, I read that right. Okay, anyway. I'm just going to read the next one. Uh, ammo distribution models updated entirely to support weapon slot changes. And energy weapons no longer deal bonus damage to active enemy supers. Ha! So, Paul, that made me think of you, Paul. Because you were talking about how energy weapons shouldn't take out supers because you want to feel super. Now, uh, we're going to talk about this for a second. Now, supers feeling super. This is kind of like off the uh, off the list here. But, um... I think supers right now uh, are in a decent spot.
spot. I think they're in a good place. Um, I know you feel the opposite, and that's why I'm talking to you, Paul, specifically because you voiced your opinion on it. But um, you said um, that – actually, why don't you just explain your point of view, and then I'll combat it. Go ahead. So, again, listening to um, – uh, what is it? DCP's, you know, the other day, they brought up, should kinetic or energy snipers be able to one-shot you out of your super if you get a headshot? Um and they were kind of debating, well, you have power ammo sniper, or you have like a power slot sniper with the big worm and Darcy, which as a power weapon, absolutely, you should be able to put down a super with one shot. I just don't know if I want to be coming around the corner and get domed after popping my super and be done when I know firsthand that I had people come around corners with their supers and I shotgunned them like twice or fusioned them and they didn't die from it. Now, I believe that the Telesto can kill you one shot out of your super, um, but it's an exotic. So if you were to move an exotic sniper to the special uh, or the energy slot, I would feel a little bit more okay with it. Like, I don't know where, um, what's the one coming from the PS4 that we're going to get? Borealis. Borealis. Borealis, yeah. Oh, we are so, getting that? We are. It'll be available September 4th. Oh, nice. So I just don't know if that's going to be in the energy slot or if that as well is going to be in the power slot. I, I mean, I guess in a sense you're right. You're only getting two shots unless you're picking up special ammo. But I'm saying, again, so snipers are kind of – I could see it being fair where you start out with two shots and when you kill somebody from across the map, you literally have to run over there to grab their special ammo. Otherwise, you don't have any more for using yours. Where shotgun, you kill somebody, you pretty much run over their ammo when they drop it instantly. Um, same with, like, fusion. It's not going to be that far. But I just feel like there has to be a little bit more balance when it comes to snipers. I don't, I don't have an answer for it right now, so I don't know. I just think that I can see it both ways more, the more I thought about it. Like, if I shoot somebody in the head when they're, you know, a smash running across the map, I want to be able to get that. But I don't know. It just kind of went. I got a question. Yeah. So I got a question just to clarify. Maybe are you also like kind of saying that um, if it's a heavy sniper, it deserves to get a one shot hit, a one shot headshot kill on a super. But if the sniper happens to be in a special MRO energy slot or a kinetic slot, it shouldn't be able to do that. Correct. Is that what you. Yeah, I think there should be. a. I mean, otherwise, what's the difference? Right. Right. Um, I guess you got a point. You know, why, why categorize it? Diff- you know, now that you, now you think about it. Yeah. No, I guess uh, you got a point there. Maybe. Have those a little lighter. I think uh, if it's heavy, I, I think maybe that's what they should do. I mean, I, granted, I was vehemently against that. Um, <laughs> I was like, um, no. Uh, if it's a headshot, it's a headshot. It doesn't matter. Um, I don't know. Uh, I guess, oh, I'm, dude, I don't know. Man. I mean, I'm kind of stuck in a. Why, why put, I can understand to an extent why the big worm is thrown in the power slot because it can regenerate its ammo and it does a crap ton of damage. But why put Darcy there? You know what I mean? Because it has box breathing as well. Like, I don't know what the... But then you have the energy escalation protocol sniper that's still in the energy spot. So I'm just I'm just confused. I just think they need to clarify a little bit with the sniper and what they want its intentions to be able to do and what they're going to do with the ammo economy for it. That's really it. I just think it's... In, yeah. I just think that there's no consistency right now or at least um, I'm unaware, you know, unable to comprehend where it is yeah um 
I guess. I guess you got a point there. That, that's mean, all I was. I that's that's what... all I was talking about the other day. Like, I just. I mean, you know, a golden gun is probably used to getting sniped out of their super. But if I'm, I don't know, if I'm my arc strider and I'm dodging, and I get sniped in the head, is that a one shot kill? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. or because I'm dodging, <laughs> I survive barely. Or I, I, don't, I just think there needs to be like a guideline for it. Do you remember uh, getting sniped out of a shade step in D1? That's amazing. <laughs> that was the most annoying oh thing. God. When you're like in the middle of it, you're like smoke, and you still somehow get shot in the head. <laughs> I remember that. You deserved it. The center of the ball. You deserved every bullet. Yeah. Clearly. All right, so we're going to talk about the specific kind of weapons that have primary ammo and then the special weapon that we're going to talk about the weapons that have special ammo you know and then heavy you know uh, heavy weapons that have heavy ammo so uh the kind of weapons that are going to have uh primary ammo are hand cannons scout rifles auto rifles pulse rifles sidearms and submachine guns they will have the primary primary ammo and that's what that's that's the kind of ammo you need to fill that gun uh uh, to fill these guns with special ammo you're going to need fusion rifles shotguns sniper rifles, trace rifles, and single-shot grenade launchers. And when I say fusion rifles, I'm talking about the normal ones, not the linear. Um, and for the heavy weapons, uh, in order for you to fill these heavy weapons, you need heavy ammo, a, the drum-loaded grenade launchers, and rocket launchers, linear fusion rifles, and swords. Okay. Um, so the following year, one weapons have moved to the kinetic slot. So these are the weapons that actually have moved to a kinetic spot. Well, not necessarily... They may they may need primary. Ammo. I think we went over that once before, though. We did. We have. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we did. Yeah, you're right. A bit of this. Okay. Yeah. Actually, looking at this update, they we actually said some of these things already in the last podcast. You're right. Um, da, 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 special ammo, 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 exotic. What I was gonna bring up is I know how much we love our uh, trace rifles. We have the cold heart that's arc. We have the Prometheus lens that's solar and. Bungie's giving us the wave splitter, which is the void trace rifle. How exciting, right? Oh, wait, it's a <laughs> PS4 exclusive, so I don't understand. Uh, and the other trace so rifle dumb. that we're getting, I think, is another solar one that has the yeah. like explosion or whatever. That I'm, been a right. PS4 I'm stoked exclusive. about that. I know we talked about it like in the past in another podcast, but I think that's I bet that's going to change some stuff up. Um, especially since trace rifles have gotten a big buff i have noticed that a lot that i've actually been using them in pve not necessarily pvp but pve they're a lot of fun because you can actually kill people with them now like before it was you used like half your fucking clip on a red bar so i'm excited i can't wait to hear people crying about it too yeah, no, I'm excited. Um, let's see. Oh, so, okay, so, Joe, uh, you, this made me think of you because you didn't bring up exotics and what the changes we're going to have now uh, already, or we have already. Uh, so, when it comes to da, 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 da. Oh, snap. Uh, I got I to move down. Whoop. Okay, here we go. Uh, primary, so primary ammo weapons. So, these are the changes that have already been made. Uh, increased precision damage output of primary ammo weapons. Uh, Adam, you talked about Icarus. Increased in-air accuracy. Uh, deadly body shot damage in PVE. 
Uh, increased auto rifle damage required to stagger enemies to compensate for reduced body damage. So that's cool. Um, special ammo weapons, uh, reduced damage output for special ammo weapons. Okay. Um, increased damage to trace rifles. Trace rifles now disintegrate defeated enemies, which I guess is a cool aesthetic. I, mean, I guess they never did that before. Well, Prometheus Lens, I'm pretty sure, did. Uh, maybe Coldheart. I thought so, too. Coldheart didn't. I, to be honest with you, um, I always thought Coldheart should have, like, should like slow enemies down, but can you imagine how overpowered that would be in PvP? <laughs> yeah, like the, like the hive frozen thing. Yeah, like there's, there's like cryo hive or whatever. Yeah, dude. Oh, my gosh. I kind of wish they had that aesthetic, though, in there. Like, at least maybe... I believe that'd be very hard to do, like make that differentiation of effects. So you, you use that gun in PVE, enemies actually slow down. You see like a blue aura around them and they slow down or they just turn into ice. I don't know. Let's see. All right, so heavy weapons. The changes that already have been applied there. Uh, grenade launchers, they actually increase the damage and blast radius. So the play of the game, it's already a one-shot hit. But even if it's like close to the like feet, most likely it's going to be a one-shot hit, one hit too. Um, linear fusion rifles, they increase the damage of those, reduce the time to charge and fire. I've definitely oh, noticed yeah, that. with the like, sleeper, definitely. Yeah, and reduced aim assist, but that's okay, because I usually hit my shots anyway. Um, swords, uh, increased ammo, and increased damage, meditation when guarding. I don't really use swords, so I'm a little <laughs> indifferent about that. I don't really care. Well, uh, the ammo being bumped up is huge. It's so much more convenient and fun. I mean, I guess so, I, but I have to use it in order to actually experience that fun. But now, you know what I'm using the sword before was like, oh, I'm using the sword up, I killed three guys, and now I'm out of ammo, and I can't find a brick. But now, <laughs> you, like, I know the quick fang, I get, like, 45. Um, I still think it could use a little bit more of a buff to give you more than that, but it's better than 27 or 25. I mean, it's nearly doubling it. And when you get quick, successful strikes, you get some ammo back. So, okay. if you're smart about it, you can make it work. Okay. So, those were the generalizations to certain weapons. Now, we're going to get to the specific exotics that they actually touched on. Um, sleeper simulant fixed an issue where charge time was not displayed properly on the weapon. Okay. Magazine size increased, reduced base damage. Okay. Uh, Borealis, bonus damage after breaking a shield increased on precision hit. Still grants bonus damage on body shots. So, well, we have yet to experience the Borealis. That's uh, Prometheus Lens. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say, that sounds dope. I never really cared about what the perks were or this and that um, because we didn't have it. I just know that you could, like, same thing with, um, what was that stupid energy rifle? What's that one you like, Adam, that changes elements? Oh, hard light? Yeah, I knew it was, like, hard light where you could change the element. But uh, other than that, I never paid attention to it because we weren't getting it. So... So what they say the perks were? I kind of missed the part of that. Uh, bonus damage after after breaking a shield increased on precision hit and still grants bonus damage on body shots. Okay. Yeah, that's awesome for a sniper. Okay. PVE sniper, that's awesome. Okay, so Prometheus Lens uh, no longer <laughs> generates special ammo on kill. Um... Okay, okay. That's, that's that's fair because it does way more damage now. Well, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, sure. I was yeah. I was and tracking and I was like annoyed that I had to reload, but I was also able to kill like four or five, maybe even six cabal before 
having to reload. So, okay, I probably should give it another shot. Yeah, because I like using those. Like those, I use those guns because they were gimmicky, but now they're powerful. Yeah, I'm a little excited. Use it with your hunter where you can reload with your shade step, and it makes it a lot better. I don't like I don't like hunters. So, <laughs> All right. um, I'm just kidding. All right, so tractor cannon, uh, repulsor force weakens effect now increase non void damage by 33 percent um but no longer stacks with other weaken effects shadow shot hammer strike etc boo okay i guess that's fair whatever um well and now that the ep shotgun is locked to solar you're not gonna be able to do that strat on like you know bosses and whatnot with the going up you know hammer strike Tractor cannon, everyone go up melee and just wreck him with the void shotgun. Yeah, I mean, that's true. You know what? That's fine. But it also gives you increased damage on even like kinetic weapons. Like, it doesn't have to be energy based. Void just gets a higher percentage. That's all. I'm not upset with them. I'm just saying, obviously, that's just that strat of, you know, because it was used for quite a few things from escalation protocol to, you know, strikes and other things that it's no longer allowed. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's a good compensation. I mean, I'll, I just can't be, uh, I just can't use my uh, shoulder charge, you know, like when or when you do it. You know what I mean? I just got to just, you know, do it on my own time. That's fine. All right. So we're going to talk about perks now. Um, ex- I don't know if we talked about this already, but perks, explosive payload. Here are the changes. Um, reduced damage. I'm sorry, reduced bonus damage output. Ambitious assassin. Increased time allotted between kills to earn bonus ammunition. Backup plan, uh, decreased amount of time weapon must be stowed Whoop. Uh, for perk to become available. I'll read that again since that threw me off. Uh, so backup plan, decreased amount of time weapon must be stowed for perk to become available. Box breathing, reduced time required for perk to activate. Okay, reduced precision bonus. And perk now resets after firing, so that perk is garbage now. Okay. Uh, high impact reserves, damage bonus granted earlier in magazine. Grave robber, I'm surprised they still have the grave robber perk. Okay, now reloads your entire magazine. Hmm. Good That's now. good. Okay, good primary ammo. Well, hold on, what's what's up? Grave robber is a good perk now. Oh yeah, it's good now. Now that I'm, now that I'm reading it out loud, I didn't even pay attention before. Um, primary ammo is granted directly to the magazine. Um, heavy and special ammo is transferred from reserves to magazine. That's what Grave Robert does now. Okay. And field prep. Uh, increased inventory reserves. And also increased stow, ready, and reload speed when crouched. Okay. Auto-loading holster. That's another perk. Uh, reducing Reduced time required for perk to activate when weapon is stowed. Okay. And another perk called opening slot. Increased fall-off fall off range. Uh, weapon does more damage at longer range. Opening slot okay. or oh, opening shot? Opening shot. Sorry, my fault. Yeah, so it increased uh, fall off range. Uh, weapon does more damage at longer ranges. That it put that in quotes just in case that was confusing. <laughs> um, triple tap um, grants ammo directly to the magazine. No longer pulls from reserves. So that's good. Pulls it from the ether. Yeah, like it. Okay. 
All right, mods. Um, I think, yes, we, we, we said this already, but I'll say it again for the listeners that may not actually know. So mods starting uh, with a 2.0.0.1, that's basically Forsaken. So starting Forsaken, year one mods can no longer be inserted into gear or weapons. You will no longer be able to insert any mods into year one gear or change the elemental damage type come next week. Or should I say in a couple of days? Uh, so yeah, I recommend getting rid of all that garbage so you can get the um, what do you call that? The uh, what is it called? Adam? Uh, mod components. There you go. Boom. Because they're become they're gonna become uh, useful to the gunsmith later on. Um, so here's more here's some miscellaneous stuff here. Uh, they fixed an issue where rocket launcher stability stat was not working as intended. They also fixed an issue where the impact casing perk on grenade launches did not function, and they also. Swords now have the ability to accept shaders. So, cool. Great. Uh, abilities. This is kind of in general. Um, visual layout of perks has changed in subclass paths. Increased base guardian melee damage. It now takes two melee hits to defeat an enemy guardian in PvP. Increased the base damage of seismic strike, hammer strike, and shield bash. So, they're just saying shoulder charge is one hit now. Um, adjusted active super bonus damage resistant values. Okay. Added a timer to the status effect of healing rift, empowering rift, and rally barricade to communicate the time remaining before they expire. Okay, great. Um, grenades. Axion bolt increases increased base damage, increase the amount of time it takes for tracking strength to lower. Um, flashbang, increased base damage. Incendiary, increase the base damage of that. Storm grenade, increased base damage. Scatter grenade, retuned range and fall off ranges for the detonations for more reliable damage. Yeah, the scatter grenade actually ticked me off a bunch of times because I'm sure, Adam, you would know more than anyone where you toss a scatter grenade and it wouldn't actually scatter and it's just bouncing. And then when you die, you see it scatter. Yeah, it'd be weird sometimes. Or it would scatter, but it wouldn't actually like, because it's supposed to have a slight amount of tracking. Like, it's not going to follow you like the Axion Bolt, but it is meant to if it's within like its little area of effect supposed to kind of track to him a little bit and it doesn't do that at all or at least it didn't right okay so now we're going to talk about magnetic fusion and flux grenades so sticky grenades yeah that's joe's favorite yeah all right so um increased base damage damage is now the same whether a target has been struck or simply walked over a grenade when detonating that's fine uh, magnetic grenade now detonates a second time only if it's attached to a target. Uh, the second detonation no longer occurs on the grenade itself. It will now be applied to each individual target hit by the initial detonation. I think we talked about this last time. Yeah, I think we did. We did yeah. Uh, yes, we did. Um, I'm out, we, we'll, I think we have like two more grenades left. I might as well just go over it. Uh, skip grenades uh, increase impact damage of each skip drone impact for a higher total p- potential damage. Jeez, just say it does more damage, dude. All right. Uh, void wall, increase the damage of the initial void wall wave. Oh, that's interesting. So the first wave will pretty much crush you. All right. We talked about the hunter abilities. You know, we talked about titans. Uh, you know, like, the, for example, the, the when the hunter reloads, the marksman's dodge is not considered an actual reload. So it will activate certain per- perks of, like, such, like, with Rat King or uh, Kill Clip. We talked about that. Um, let's see. Da, 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 da. Um, so what's happening right now? Also, the PVE um, her- daily heroic playlist um, that's actually here now. 
the year one meditations have been retired and replaced with heroic story playlists. We talked about that. Yeah. Last so week. how do I get um, to heroic strikes now? There are uh, no heroic strikes. Tuesday. There are no. There are none. Yeah. Well, true. Yeah, I guess they're not called heroic strikes. The new strike list isn't there well, until Tuesday. I don't think. Well, are they going to say... be heroic strikes? Because I know the thing says legacy strikes, but. I got like a bounty that says to do a heroic strike, but there's no heroic strikes, and I picked it up today. Yeah, uh, I think I think the I think the lowest tier will be called legacy, and and, and this is what they are right now. But uh, like, so right now the heroic strike playlist has been retired for all players, and it's replaced with a single content appropriate playlist, which is legacy. Right? Uh, they um, they, from what I see here, it says strike playlist matches. Uh, the legacy playlist that is currently available in year one. So I guess that's why we see that stupid vandal strike that we all hate. Um, uh, it will have modifiers, and I believe that's coming in Forsaken. Um, and it's only power 200, hence why we're, like, crushing it right now in strikes. But when Forsaken comes, a strike playlist has three difficulties to select from. Um, 300, 400, and 500. But once um, uh, once you're uh, – it says it's not available when you're at level 40 – yeah, so once you're above 300, or I think maybe maybe past a certain level, or maybe once you hit 400, you can no longer do the lower level. Strikes, level which makes sense so for 300, if you're once you hit 340, you can't do the 300 ones. Yeah, but they will have modifiers. But basically, Joe, right now, I forget which article it was. One of the things on Destiny's uh, on the app said that until Tuesday, you cannot complete any of the quests that require heroic strikes. Yeah, it's just weird that they had a bounty for that. I picked up today. Mm. All right, so this is this is uh, one one of these uh, uh, one of the, one of the news I'm excited for. It's talking about raids now. So developer insight. Here's another one. Uh, our goal with the changes was to provide players with an opportunity for heroic moments where they can carry the fire team to victory at the end of the encounter. Players are still incentivized to resurrect their teammates as quickly as possible, but brings back the chance. Oh, that was Sammy. Sorry. But brings back the chance for one player to bring down the boss while everyone else is dead. So the revive mechanics has changed. Um, a fire team member, I believe, I'm not sure if this currently, I don't, I'm not sure if this is applied now or will be applied in for a second. I'm not sure yet. Um, but revive mechanics, uh, a fire team has a total of two minutes and 30 seconds to revive a fallen teammate during a given raid encounter. Uh, this time is only refreshed if a fire team wipes, okay? Um, so I guess it only happens once. If a player is not revived within the time remaining, the fire team is wiped to a shared fate. That's obvious. Each player has one token that they may use to revive a player. Uh, multiple players being dead does not increase the speed of timer. I mean, that's fine. It never did to begin with. But uh, I, and his, I, don't, I don't really like the token system in normal raids i think they should have the token system of of revive should it should that should be in the harder version i don't like that i mean i, I like the timers increase i mean sure you know what i mean that's, that's fine if you want to i say if you want to have a timer uh okay have it have it be a timer you know what i mean you know that's fine um but the the tokens uh no no let that stay in the uh, the difficult, more difficult rain encounter. I'll pass on the because at first I was actually for it. I'm like, yeah, heck yeah, let's try this out. And like, you know, it punishes players, so you should be on your game. But like, we all know the pain. Like, you know, if someone happens to fall off the map or someone's goofing off while we're explaining mechanics to a newbie, and then like we just wasted time. 
You know what I mean? Now we got we all got to wipe because someone was being stupid. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't know. Well, I, I mean, I don't know. You go first, Joe. Paul. Or sorry. Uh, uh, I was gonna say. Well, all that's really saying is, you know how we only have like 20 seconds to pick up a res right now, or maybe it's 30 seconds. Like now, it's saying that throughout an entire encounter, you have two minutes and 30 seconds of combined time, meaning. If I die because I fell off the map in the very beginning and you guys res me within like three seconds, now we have two minutes and 27 seconds of total res time remaining. That basically stops people from like callous or gauntlet where we literally are trying to run through the maze and someone dies real early in the maze. And there's just not enough time to get out of the maze to even res them. And we have to wipe because of it when all we needed was like three orbs, you know. So it's going to stop things like that from happening where... As long as you can get out within the minute, dump your orbs, and then res them real quick, no harm, no foul type of thing. Same thing with cows. Yeah, but, yeah, but what do you think about the the token system? I don't like the th- like. I do you think I think that for this that uh, res token thing mechanics should be left in the harder difficulty of the raid. I mean, not in the normal version. It's not in the normal version. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. They're adding it to the normal version. No, there is no, tokens now. Normal the difference version. is, if you die, you don't lose your token in the normal one. In the hard mm. one, if you die, your token goes away, even if you didn't use it yet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't like that. I, I, I was never a huge fan for it anyway. I like the old style where you had unlimited revives for normal and hard. Once you were dead, you were dead. That's the way I feel like it should be. However. With the raids that we do now where everybody has a job, if someone dies and stays dead, it's like a guaranteed wipe. That's why they brought in the token system to give us a chance. Uh, but, yeah, no, right. I, I agree. I guess there shouldn't be tokens at all in the normal version. I never really noticed, I guess, that I can remember anyway because yeah, yeah, it's it, it defeats the purpose. You know what I'm saying? It just defeats it. Like, what are you, like, what are you doing? Like. Like, because if they, if they made that action initially for the hard raid, because because it was so punishing, if you die now, you're just forced to spectate the whole time. Then leave that token system in the in the hard raid. You know what I mean? Uh, not in the normal. But Adam, you wanted to say something uh, when I brought up the mechanics and stuff like that. What were you saying? The if you're talking to me, I actually liked the old way. You know, I thought it was fun doing you know hard you know uh, oryx, and all of a sudden one or two people are dead, and we're scrambling to try to finish it you know, one or two people short. Like, it was hard, but that was actually, to me, it was more fun because of the challenge. I hate Yeah, it. like, keep going. You just all wipe. Agreed. I, I do miss that, where we could just be like, you know, we only have one guy in the center helping out with ads, and then all of a sudden, someone else dies on their plate, and now you literally have, like, four, you know, three people running plates, and, like, one person has to, you know, kind of finish everything off, and we have to take down our own ogres and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. It was it was a it was a pride thing. Uh, I mean, same reason why you know we like doing the three man raid, uh, Wayne. You know, it was one of those we like to try to make it hard on ourselves. And I, I hate the fact that they don't give you the option to continue on. Like they, it's again, it's a force wipe. Where you know there'd be times where maybe we would wipe just because we wanted our whole fire. If it was early on, and we're just like you know what, whatever, we'll just wipe because we just don't want to deal with it. You know, from the beginning. Um. But there'd be times that, yeah, I mean, and I guess the whole having two and a half minutes kind of changes that, like Paul was saying with the, you know, oh, you can make it through the the gauntlet or whatever. Um, but, you know, again, there were times in uh, 
Oryx, where we'd have way more than two minutes left in the raid and we'd still finish it. Or even the, I forget the dude's name in the SIVA strike. Not Axis, but like the, the um, captain or whatever that we did in the like, very beginning. Bossit. Yeah, that guy. Bossit. Like yeah. part two. But so I don't know. That was just, and I know there's a lot of fire teams, especially teams or people that were not necessarily as experienced that maybe disliked it because, you know, if they would die and you know, then they're basically that's it for the rest of that, you know, um, you know, uh, encounter and, you know, or, or people would use that as like on purpose, like just go die in the corner and like stay out of it. Yeah. Just, and we'll carry you through it. So I, I, I get why, like we were saying that because of this raid where there is no kind of such thing as a carry anymore, but I don't know. It was, I, I like the old way. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like I, uh, like I said, I mean, well, you, you talking when you say old way, you talking about how it was in D one, like in hard mode. If you died, you yes. stay dead, unless okay. you're a self res um, warlock. Yeah. I'm totally against that. Yeah, no, uh, I think this is a good compromise. At first, I didn't really mind it. I just say, hey, get good, right? If you're in hard mode, get good. Stop dying. Um, it was frustrating when you kept dying and dying. Yes, but I think that added the thrill to it. I'll give you that. It definitely added some thrill, and there's definitely some pride to it, hence why we would do three-man raids, like you said before. Um, it felt good knowing that you can overcome an obstacle that was meant to be, you know, for a larger team. Uh, and not or, every – like know. they were saying, you know, they're, they've said multiple times that not everyone's going to be able to do everything and complete everything, that they're trying to make it challenging. So, you know what, maybe certain players – it's not meant to be a hard raid or prestige raid or whatever they want to call it. And if they could do the, the normal raid, so be it. But for the players that I mean, really want that, like, extremely hardcore kind of uh, opportunity, but, you know, it, and try to complete it with less players if they die, you know, it, it removes that when you say, we're going to force you to wipe even if you don't want to wipe. You know what I'm thinking about? I'm just thinking about our Earth, or like, uh, the rest of our clan, too. Like, that's why I kind of like this, the token system for hard mode. I'd rather have it, I'd rather have it there. That way, it's it's difficult, and yeah, sure, I'll even, I'll even take the punch and swallow it. You know, like if I pick you up, like like if I die with a token, then I lose my token, even though I didn't like use it to res anyone. I'll take that. You know what I mean? I'll take it. I think it's a good compromise. But I'm thinking about like you know, we're we're like trying to carry people, not really carry our clan mates, but we're trying to like you know teach uh, teach other people in the clan how to do certain raids and you know take. But them again, through. there's a difference between just doing a raid and doing a hard raid. You know, I mean, how many people have we really gotten through a prestige raid in D2? How many prestige raids have we been through in D2? Like two, three? You got, you got a good point. But, uh, I mean, you, you do have a good point, I guess. Uh, raid, I'm fine with infinite respawns and, you know, not, hey, you're dead, you're dead. But in the hard raid, they should make it. You die, that's it. I think they should yeah, make them yeah, all yeah, hard. Yeah. If you want to get the storyline, then you got to get good. <laughs> Well, you guys are all toxic. <laughs> no, I'm no, I think I think there there is the ability where they should have a raid that's normal and not necessarily uh, difficult. I mean, hard, but hard, but reasonable for an average player that isn't like doesn't play this twenty hours a week or more. I got you, bro. No, I hear you. It's, it's reasonable. All right, so that was pretty much it, honestly. Uh, we, I mean, we know that there's like uh, wanted escapees in the open world, and they don't drop any. Oh, loot. I fought one the other day. Have you guys fought one yet? 
somehow oh, even in strikes. Them, yeah, I fought a surgery on a strike. That was like wanted. Yeah, same. They're really they're really tough. Well, some of them are like 500 power level required, and you can't even do damage to them. It just says immune. Oh, yeah. One shot. You get killed immediately. Uh, so now we're going to move into the Q&A of the podcast, where my boy Superfly Manai is going to read them. Uh, you got your questions ready, Paul? I do. All right. So the first question is from K Watts. He wants to know what class is the best jump? You know what? I'll say... The hunter jump is the most versatile, but the the Titan is my favorite. I think the Titan. Uh, so the warlock is. I, I, I'm sorry, warlock is trash. Sorry. Agreed. Um, <laughs> disagree. Okay, You're so, trash. Okay, so <laughs> let's. I'll take this. One. The reason why. Only reason why. The, I'll say. I'll, I'll, I'll put it like this. I'll say the hunter it has the best jump, but I'll explain why. Uh, you know, each one. So warlock specifically, their jump. Um, they're on. They're only a good jump. Is like they, 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 it takes time for them to ascend, which is nice, I guess. It's situational, so I guess. But I think the only reason why they have a good jump is because they're a solar bursting class or whatever. So they're trash. Um, Titans, specifically, I'm a little biased. Um, they have great momentum and speed. I'm in control. I like the controlling of the, of the, uh, while you're in the air. It's kind of cool. Um, but the, the, the hunter just, uh, rules them all because, uh, you can you can still get that momentum when you run and jump. You actually can go very far, and they're pretty fast. But also, you can also uh, I think the hunter jump is the most forgivable one. So if you happen to make a mistake, you can actually you know correct that course of action in the air um, mid jump. You know, depending upon how many jumps you have left or exotics you're wearing. So I agree yeah. on that yeah. course correction for jump for the hunter. Uh, I feel like the titan one is just just because the way I play, it's just easier for me to like get up really high and uh if you're playing pvp then having somebody on your team as a warlock jump is the best thing for you because they're just a floating target for the other team so you can just use them as bait <laughs> yeah so the, i will say the one thing with the warlock jump that i think is underutilized is the strafe jump so i don't know really you use the strafe jump very often yes it is not great in terms of it, the acceleration is slow but if you're talking about control you can, I think you have much better control in air with the strafe jump on the warlock than you have course correction, even with the hunter. Like the hunter can kind of do it, but you have a limited distance where the warlocks has much greater distance that you can control. I mean, how crazy are you jumping that you need to like turn course? Yeah, down? how terrible oh, of yeah, yeah, jump did you have? I use it a lot in certain PV, like E puzzles and jumps. Where I have zero issues with it. I've, you know, the only downside I, I hate is that if you do not double tap a really quick on the warlock, you basically float to your death. That I will say that is a big downfall. But because I, the, my, my problem is because I'm so used to it now, when I go to my hunter, I end up wasting part of my double jump because I double tap a immediately. And so I only have one jump left, anyways. So it's just different. You know, I think it's a lot of it's just preference where, um, I like the hunters, but I like to be able to float sometimes. You know, there's it is definitely situational, but floating can be fun. I like it. I like when you I mean, float but you guys, <laughs> but I, we all float down here. Well, I mean, with the hunter, you have stompy fives, and with the titan, you have lion rampant. I just don't know what I mean. And they both make the, both their jumps become like amazing. Like the titan, you could literally just here's going for like ever. Oh, yeah, dude, you got a lot of jump. And then this is more just again me. I'm sure it's not the jump, just I suck with it. 
because I don't use it enough, is that when you land, you tend to slide, I've noticed, with the uh, Titan. So if you're trying to land on a small platform, you like you don't just stop. Where the Warlock, I have the ability to basically just stop right where I land, and even the Hunter. But again, that just maybe just me maybe sucking with it because I don't use it enough. But I have definitely slid off the edge of like a small little island or a little platform where I've been trying to land on with my Titan. You watch your mouth. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I, honestly, sometimes I hate being my Titan in raids if we have to jump and land on things because I slide off it and so much, and it's just like, ah, like really? <laughs> okay, good. No, yeah, no, yeah. I'll just said I've experienced that too. But yeah, I have. When I did the Whisper of the Worm, I slid off. I was like ticked. So we can agree, Hunter slash Titan, not Warlock. Yeah, catch me in private matches. Come on. Warlock equals death floaters. <laughs> I think we can end it at that. Bro, I will slide you, Adam. Yeah. Like, let's go. <laughs> All right, so next question is, have you ever thought about making other videos that could use a bit more filters, different camera angles, bloopers, etc., or just gameplay of being us? That's, that's coming from Hitman Hunter. Uh, obviously, Wayne, that's going to be more pointed in your direction, but I just wanted to add, we did have blooper videos, what we, we call them fail videos, um, and our dance, uh, our dance videos as well as the movies have shown, you know, different guardians at different angles. So we do have some of that stuff. Yes, um, so we do have that stuff. Uh, we've done that stuff in the past, and we still do it. Maybe not as often, but uh, when the raids come out and we do different activities, you know, the brains are always, you know, turning and thinking. We definitely have more ideas. Um, when it comes to software, um, definitely uh, I'm doing all this from an iPad, basically a mobile device um, to put it in perspective, really. And um, it's it's a lot. It's very tedious, but I'm also thinking and thinking the potential I have if I'm actually using a PC or a Mac um, to use some of this stuff. Because uh, when you go on YouTube and look at some of these montages, like how they get these angles and these pers- perspectives, how they happen to zoom in and out and do this and that, um, I think it's only really achievable on a pc and um that's the next step but uh we'll get there when we get there but in the meantime i mean um i mean i can i I can speak for everyone else but we've definitely seen some improvements um on you know on that because i have some of the i have some of the videos uh of the very i I have some uh some clips of, of the very first videos that i started with and man i thought they were so good when i first did it now looking back they're just trash um but I've definitely improved, you know, I guess, you know, my game a bit. I mean, personally for me, I did ask, you know, their own personal pers- perspectives on it, like, you know, Adam, Paul, or Joe even possibly. Um, but like the, the the latest movie we've done was the Leviathan Raid. And I enjoyed that a lot, actually. Um, I thought it was very good uh, to very get much. everyone else more involved. Um, I got everyone's opinions on it or some people's opinions. And I, I've, I've sunk it in, but uh, for the most part, I like what I did. Um I mean, I can see it. I just, I'm excited to, you know, get us more involved in the future with those things. So, yeah, I, I we, so to answer your question, Hitman Hunter, um, uh, we have created more videos with more pizzazz and we still plan on, you know, doing it and doing more of it and uh, maybe even improving it later in the future. So, yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. Next question. It comes from leader Farva. And I actually, well, I'll read this question first. So favorite dance or emote of all time. So I actually went on Destiny 1 yesterday to kind of go through all the ones that we had, uh, you know, back then and then Destiny 2. 
So I came up with my probably my personal favorite in PvP is the Rude Taunt from Destiny 1. Uh, I know Wayne used that one alongside with me, but that was probably my favorite just to toy with people. Um, <laughs> but then I also like the coin flip. I had it on my Hunter for a long time, just, you know, flipping that coin. Um, Destiny 2, though, there's the can-do attitude where he kind of does the little, like, what's it called? Like, where he kind of does the little, like, jack-in-the-box, like, like, like turn, but then makes the, the, the flexes a bicep. Um, there's confused and then there's luxurious toast. Those were mine. Mm, I like the toast one. I can't really recall the other ones I liked. I liked a lot of them. There's, there's the, uh, the, the sarcastic bow. We're not worthy one. I like that. That was actually kind of funny. Um, um, I, but actually, you know, think about, I like my favorite, uh, was the actual acolyte bow where he actually would like worship his weapon. I enjoyed that one the most. That was cool. Adam. I like the sad dance in D1 where 